What's going on, everybody? I'm Andrew Bedlam. This is Pogo City Radio. We got a special show for you this week. We're going to get started with Blaster. That was Blaster. Now, uh, I had this song sent to me by one of the band members, Raymond, and uh, you guys should find them on Spotify. Right now, they only have that one demo up there, but with many bands we will be playing tonight, definitely go follow their Spotify's, because then you'll get notified when they put up new tracks. I believe Blaster is getting ready to record. They are coming out of Iowa Quad City. Shout I was to the Iowa. Pups. I wasn't aware that there was four cities in Iowa. I don't to think have there are. I don't think Quad <laughs> Cities. Yeah. There's Des Moines. Shout out to the <laughs> Iowa punks. The Iowa, Iowa punks. punks. That, I like that song. It reminded me of a band um, that I heard for the first time like years ago. I just bought their record. They're called Fatigue, I think. But cool, cool. It reminded me of them a little bit. Kind of you know slower, but he- and heavier, but like still got that. Um, that punk edge yeah, to like it. That you thrashy, know? Like, yeah, that thrashy. Yeah. I liked it a lot. That's why we started off the show with it. Now, we've done shows like this in the past. What it is, we, uh, we'll put out some type of call to, uh, you know, we're not really looking for requests like the casualties in the attics. You know, I think some of the posts were phrased like underrated. or But what we're really looking for are bands, the listeners, think more people should be listening to. We're looking for more underground bands. Like newer, I know, newer, newer stuff that people may not have heard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I mean, they're not they're not every day every day. I saw bands on there that I also think deserve a bigger following, but have a pretty big following on this show, stuff like Head Wound and Niblick was suggested. Right, but we right. play them all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. So we're really yeah. looking for more like things from Blaster. Yeah. So we got a bunch of suggestions. Go on, Sean. My, my my point to that though is like in order to be underrated you have to have at least a little bit of clout. You know what I mean? And then maybe you don't you you feel personally like the band that you're talking about doesn't get the recognition that maybe they do like like I, I said, antidote. You know what I mean? Like antidote from, and I'm, I mean antidote from, the uh, Holland, Holland, uh, bands like that. But like at the same time, we're talking about on this show bands that maybe you've never even heard of that you think you like, or that you like, and that you think like Andrew said people should be listening to. I mean everybody. 
not everybody listens to Antidote, but I feel like a lot of people do, so that's why we're not playing bands like Antidote. Well, but you know what? Maybe in the next couple of weeks, what we'll do is we will play a show with those suggestions of like bigger bands who people think because I don't that's get why enough I did, attention. Yeah, that's why I did change the phrasing a little, and also we did ask that you post links, and when we say that, we kind of mean it. Like, we need you it. Got, you we got need a better it. chance of getting the song played if you actually like the band and you're trying to help them out and you want to get them heard on here because we do get downloads and like you just got to copy the link man it's hard enough for us to do the show it makes it way harder to do the show it makes the sound way harder because we got to play off random platforms help like us YouTube help you and band camp and it's it's help enough us, of a pain in the ass for us to not have to like search for bands we've never even heard can of I, help, can I just help say us this, help you help that band yeah. can i just say this microphone smells terrible I mean, you used it last week. Um, where did I use it? Where was it pointed? It, it, it is summer. Ways. It, it is summer. Ways. But uh, yeah, so we've explained the show. We'll be playing quite a few bands. So why don't we get to the next one now? Savage Heads, this is one you were suggesting, or did someone suggest this to you? I don't know. You I, I wanted, I posted it saying we that, should play this band. That's you responded to yeah. my comment. Well, yeah, uh, Jess's, but, but yeah. Um, so this band's coming out of Boston. Um, they're relatively new. I want to say they've been around for maybe 10 years or so. So you, you, you listened to them first, like you heard them first and you were like, we should play these guys. Is that, I, or did yeah. they hit you up and say, no, 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 no. I heard them first. I heard oh, them. Okay. I heard All them right. first. And like, where'd you hear them? Um, they were one of those bands that I think someone, um, on my timeline or Facebook, um, posted a link of them like years ago. Okay. And I was like, okay. oh shit, these guys are really good. And uh, I'd never heard of them before. I feel like uh, not a lot of people probably know of them. I know Dismantled Records is uh, selling their album that we're about to play. So you, if, if you like what you hear, you can go hit up this, uh, Kurt, Kurt from uh, Dismantled Records and, and you can get this album. Uh, I think it's like 20 bucks on there on the website. So uh, cool. right. this is Savage Heads out of Boston. Yeah, this is also available on Spotify, the entire album. So, uh, yeah, why don't you go give them a follow? Here's their track, Head of State, up next on Pogo.
yeah, now I'm Savage coughing. Heads coming out of Boston on Pogo City Radio. Hey, I want to press a button. Compliments of me, because I, <laughs> you know, I was the one that suggested me. You know, I don't, um, I saw everybody, you know, posting, uh, like, uh, Andrew and Jess and Sean posting, like, oh, send us links to bands you think, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, should I post, should I share that post? And I went, nah, I ain't got time for all that nonsense. I got See, like let them deal with let, let them deal with all the links and the comments and the all that shit. See, we used to I used to do this more frequently and yo we used to get and we got plenty of suggestions but we used to get a butt load of suggestions. I remember the first time I did it, I think it, I turned it into like three almost two hour shows. Oh wow! Like and it was wow. all from like one sitting. Just so yeah. we hadn't done it in a while. And like you know, I I can I, I do a lot, but like you know, like I can only prioritize so many things. And like Pogo was the big priority for a while, and then one side it was the big priority, and then getting the record out was the big priority. Well, not and only that, but it it also helps just make make us aware as well of new bands and and bands that maybe have been maybe they're not brand new, maybe they've been around a while, they just don't get any recognition or they don't because maybe they're from nebraska or oh yeah exactly. or iowa, or iowa. I mean? yeah. yeah so there's there's like the whole middle of the country it's like you know when bands come out of california everybody knows about them when bands come out of jersey new york you know even boston but even that this band like i i hadn't heard of but new york new you know people hear about them because you know we are like bigger bigger areas i guess i don't know but as of lately, I've been more prioritizing the show, and I feel like it shows because it's like I, I, I've been getting I, – I judge things. Like when we first started, I would judge things by the numbers, but like that doesn't really matter. What really matters is interaction. If people are yes. liking the show, they message yes. you and they tell you they like the show. If people like the bands you're playing a lot, they message you and they're like, what was that track? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's been happening uh, more, and that's why I decided to do another one of these episodes. And also, I got—I was thinking about doing one, like to begin with. And uh, but one problem was, oh my God! Especially when we used to first do it, I was just like, "Send me your band, and I'll play it on Pogo, yeah. like as big <laughs> as possible." Dude, you would not believe how many country rappers are yeah, you were saying, you got, like, all these, like, country on my rappling. fucking friends list. They just, they, just want the, they just want the free exposure. And like Any me, kind of free exposure. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. So I, I, I was basically playing anything, but like it was like, I'm not playing country rap. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it, and there's got to be a lot. It was like, I'd have to hit these guys up and be like, ah, uh, I'm looking for punk. <laughs> and then like, I had to get like real specific with the punk. And then like, at first I'd be like, okay, this kid is emo band wants to get played like if it's decent i'll play it. but it's like nah we're looking for the punk and the we're cool, looking the for cool the thing punk. too is that like still like like i like i come here and i do this stuff and like podcasts weren't around when i was when we were touring and all that and so like getting the concept of what a podcast is so we're doing this tonight and people might not listen to it for two weeks you know what i mean like and then like replay it because my whole thing is like well we've only got like three people watching us live on facebook is that all the people that are that are listening and it's like no no, they tune in later. And, oh no, it's and the, po the podcast has thousands of. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's the that's the thing that like I just have to keep reminding myself, like, you know, 
be careful what I say because it's not just three people that are gonna hear it. Well, that was that was such a realization, especially because it's still like I'd sit there and even when I'd see the numbers and they'd be big, it's like, but but how much is that is bots? How much is that right, of the right. platform searching to see if there's yeah. a new episode? Because that shit, to be honest, now that's what it was like in the beginning, but now you filter that shit out. And that you, yeah. you know, but when, when, when you're was, getting when you're getting interaction, yes, listen, that's, that's what I'm when saying. You know and that, the yeah. same thing with with writing out the labels. Shares and 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 messages and stuff like that do a lot more. Writing out the labels, your uh, seven inch, yeah, do a lot more for your your product than um, yeah, just yeah. like likes and yeah. stuff like that. Like uh, with my comic, like me and my brother talk about how we all right, we our, our our posts get maybe like fifty to sixty likes every every day we post them, but right. we want more com uh, comments. We want more follows. We want more shares. We want stuff like that. That's what gets the word right. out about. Your uh, your product, and then you know this is the same thing. Right. We right. want you to we want you to say, hey, I really like that band that you played on the on Pogo. I really liked your I really like your show, shit like that. Just getting a like or getting a uh, someone watching for five minutes on Facebook doesn't really help us. All yeah, much. no, people don't really understand. They, if people want to support and stuff, especially people who don't want to spend money, you have no idea. The best thing you can do is share and be like, "Yo, this is kick-ass." That's yeah. really what gets it heard. But what my initial point really was was it, with the listener interaction and everything. I did. Someone else got a hold of me this week, and their name is Scott. And what I'm gonna do real quick, they sent me like a two minute video, but uh, he pretty much talks the whole time. I'm just gonna let it play. He's gonna explain what he does. And uh, you know, we are, he, he basically was listening to Pogo, and you know, came across this and could see that this is something that, that we have similar interests in. Goals and uh, you know yeah, uh, we're, yeah. we're cu cut from the yeah, same. Yeah, I watched watch, watch the video. Yeah, I'm it telling was, the listeners. No, no, I know. Yeah. No, no, I'm, sa I'm oh. saying I, wa I watched the video that you that you that you posted. It was it was really cool. Oh yeah, I only yeah. shared it to you though. It didn't get yeah. posted. Oh okay. yeah, that's what I I'm saying. You, I I'm you. gonna play it on the show now. Oh, all right. So let's just listen to it real quick. Yep, but cool. here's Scott's from Rats Ass Records. Hit mute on our mics. Hey dude, um, so you wanted some more info. Uh, um, so I'm guessing about like rat's ass and shit, dude. So rat's ass records, man. I started this about a year, a little over a year ago. My whole goal in doing this, man, is just to, to cut merch, like merch table ready stuff for like local bands. I'm sure you understand what I mean by local band, just because they're not local to Tampa and like, 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 like the dudes in God Patrol, man. I just found these dudes. They're out of Las Vegas, dude. So it's like I've ordered merch from them and I really love them. So I'm cutting shit for them too. It's like local bands and shit, dude. It's just, you know, everything that I can do to help this community. That's since fucking 1996. That's what I'm doing. So, you know, rat's ass, man. I, I cut records. I cut fucking stash tins. Fucking. Dog tags, buttons, fucking magnets, grinders, flask, just like all this shit, dude. I do it on the super fucking cheap, man. I just again, it's just a way for people to to get their word out, to get their art out, you know. So, long story short, man, that's that's what Rats Ass Records is, dude. It's just like it, I focus on on punk rock, 
but you know, I do some metal stuff too. It's like also, man, I have a PA and everything, so I like I set up my PA and run sound and, and live track record people free of charge at these local shows, and then sometimes these dudes will send me their masters back, which is what these guys did. And I, and I cut them albums on it, dude. It was like a very cheap and fucking efficient way for for guys to get their their music and their their art out. So you know, I don't have a mission statement or shit like that, man. I'm just. At the end of the day, man, I just want to do cool shit with cool people. And you seem like you're a cool dude doing really cool things. So, again, man, thank you. All right, man. So that was Scott, Rat's Ass Records. So if you guys want to find out more about him, get some merch made through him, get some lathe cut records through him, like total punk rock DIY dude. I don't Yeah, like the video he sent to, like he shows like... Him like doing the process. Yeah, kind that of, was a video like, I was playing right. the audio. Yeah, they only saw that. Obviously, you're only Listen hearing the, the, the yeah. you're only hearing the 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 audio. But in the video that he sent to to, to Andrew, he shows like it, it. And it's weird because it's like a square piece of uh, I guess not vinyl, but like a plastic kind of, or maybe it is vinyl. Yeah, I guess. it's so yeah, vinyl, vinyl. Yeah. So it, but it's a square. But yeah. the, the, the grooves inside are, are still round, yeah, so you play it's, it. It's pretty cool. So you're spinning it. You know, he's showing a video spinning the record, that's, but it's like a square record, but it's spinning I, around in a circle. That's so, it's so kind of weird. Like I, when that, I, when I post, society gave me some square records. Yeah, that was the like, first I feel like I, I have one. When I post on like uh, like Instagram stories and shit like that, a lot of the time it's me posting like le- records that I'm spinning, and now I'm imagining like a. A, a square, square record, record spinning, spinning in a round around, circle. And yeah. around, on a round platter inside a square yes. fucking uh, Well, pizza, pizza gets cut into triangles. Uh, it's a round pie that gets cut into triangles in that gets put box. into a square box. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> and also, it's cool, too, because the label in the center is a circle. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah. you just see, like, these corners spinning and around. I will say, the, the, the records that Pat uh, gave me, I'm pretty sure it was Pat. It's somebody from Philly. Uh, they're like really like floppy and flimsy. These aren't. These now, now the one These were like sturdy. The one sided so one know, that you did that, that you had. Those are lathe cut, but they're round. But they are round. Yes. Okay. Do you think? So a, I, I think. I think theoretically, if yeah, I think he wants to leave them square. I think that's his thing because I think yeah. he could just cut it's them round. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of. If cool. you want. Well, it to. takes more time and Do it costs you know more what money. I mean? yeah, yeah, that's probably. Do you think I'm pretty sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it starts out, and then it would just. Yeah, it gotta be square, and then they trim it. Do you think a square record goes back? in a square jacket easier or harder? Do you think it'd be harder? Probably, it's probably harder. harder. Yeah. 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 But I, so, That's what she said. speaking oh. of square jackets, <laughs> uh, so, I did mute it because it was oh, making, oh for There's whatever reason, sound. that'll, it, it'll interfere with the phone That's right. sometimes. Sean, Sean will do the porn sound. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, so rat's ass, oh, they are actually, oh yeah. There you go. So rat's ass, they are I'm actually, I'm not good at it. They are actually, uh, he said, maybe Monday or so, he's going to start cutting me some test pressings, and it's going to be the Bedlam Punks track. He's going he's to scart that? So on yeah, he's going to scart it. He's going to scart that? He's so, going to scart it. So we're talking East Coast Punks and Drinking Buddies. So we are going to have, I don't know how many of them are run, but we are going to run some of these square records four, from Rat's ass. Four Bedlam million punks. copies. Yeah, four million copies. Four, four million, million copies. Four million copies. No all, one's ever heard of and is not playing shows. To all of Andrew's, four four Andrew's, million copies. For all of Andrew's screaming teenage girl fan club. Now, uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to play... Andrew Bedlam, hardworking American. We're going to play... He's damn glad to meet you. We're going to play Gob Patrol and we're going to play Bedlam Punks and then we're going to 
uh, get back on the Facebook list. So he is currently working on some stuff for Gob Patrol. So uh, why don't we pull up some? I love that name. Them. Gob. I know. Patrol. I like it as well. We're gonna do supposed to die, and we're gonna follow it up. What what will be uh, Pogo City Records' third hard copy release? And uh, the the same tracks with uh, Black Zach on guitar, myself Numero on bass Trace. and vocals. But we're gonna get to God Patrol first. Here is supposed to do Pogo City. That was God Patrol right there. And uh, anybody know where they're from? I have heard of them, but I do not I've know. heard of them. them. I don't know. I, I know of them because I think I'm friends with the singer on Facebook. I think his name is Corey. Well, Rat's Ass is currently making some stuff up for them. 
He's saying he's going to cut me some test pressings after and that. And where's Ratas from? Did he say Tampa? Florida. Florida, yeah. He said he moves around a lot, though. So okay. He made that clear. But we are going to real quick get to the track that we will be releasing up next. So this record will have two tracks on it. And here's one of them, Bedlam Funks, East Coast Funks. <laughs> That was uh, Sean and I's high school band. A re-record, re-record. I wish we made that when we were 17. <laughs> but uh, I would love to I lead remember, you to believe that. I remember that. playing like, that song. That like, was recorded like two years ago. Like <laughs> I remember practicing that song when we were like 17. Like I remember having my girlfriend at the time over and being like. Who was it? Which girlfriend? Uh, Nicole. Ah, okay. And uh, she was like, she's not punk rock at all. And her just. I made it, I imagine it was very awkward for her hearing, like having to sit there and listen to like. I feel like she was music. at least an emo kid. She listened to music with guitars. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she I remember. She didn't I remember like being like music. saying something like, "Well, I mean, you guys aren't terrible, but you guys can play for sure." <laughs> yeah, recording recording when you're 17, 18 is highly overrated. Oh. I, we 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 did it. Actually, our demo. I think I was even younger when we did our, it in the studio our demo, for the first time. I think we were even younger. We went to like a legitimate studio when we did our demo. So did we. Uh, and we paid like pretty good money, and it came out. I the demo, the recording itself is good. We couldn't play for shit, but 
And the song is pretty terrible, but no, I love we, it. We, we love it. We, I love the second seven inch, the second one. No, that's, I'm that. talking about the demo tape. Oh, the demo I, tape. I've the, heard them, but I don't know them as well. So yeah, really so know. it's it's like the first like six songs we ever wrote, and yeah, there's a few on there where I'm like, these didn't come to uh, life. Yeah, like no, these, no, no. The, every band has that, yeah. but it's like, oh, this is cool. I have some of them on the computer yeah. somewhere. Those are like those the are the one songs. with Jeff. Well, no, no, that's different. I'm different, but I mean just like that, those but songs yeah. that didn't come to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and like, the, the demo was the was the, was the the songs where Chad said, "Well, no, Renee, it's not the same beat because in 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 that song I play the left tom, and in this song I play, I the, play the right, right tom. tom." And that's you can different. tell a 12-inch to a 13-inch tom, Renee, that's a big difference. And I it's went, it, "There's zero difference." It's not much difference. Zero. I go, difference. I go bop, bop, bop. Instead of, Instead of bop, 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 bop. bop. <laughs> It's the same beat. Left, right, right. Right, yeah. Right, left, left. left. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's basically. Gotta love drummers. You gotta, That's you gotta so love, much sarcasm. You gotta love kids. You gotta love kids who can't play. And going into a studio and going... Oh, how much is it? Thirty dollars an hour? Okay. We, I think that's what we paid. We, we. Uh, this was nineteen ninety or ninety one. We had we, no money. We came. Uh, I go to work at the Y, and like I, I was like a landmark there. I worked there forever, and I'd have like flamboyant mohawks, so everyone knew who I was. <laughs> and this dude comes up to me, and he was like, it was weird because it was like. We were punk rock. Not only were we teenagers, we were punk rock. Mm -hmm. So he was like trying to impress me with like a business card, and it was like a <laughs> double negative. Like, because it was like, who cares that you have a business card and like how lame you're trying to brag with a business card? Yeah. Like, I have a mohawk and I'm 15. Like, do you know? I what don't mean? care about but your business. Anyway, he is interested in the band and thinks we sound good, and did get us time at a studio. Okay. And then called me up coughing, saying he was too sick, and I thought it was all going to fall through. And he was like, nah, it's all lined up, go there. And we got there, and they had no idea what I was talking about. But they let gonna, us record anyway. Did, did, you have to provide, <laughs> did you have to provide sexual favors for yes. any of this recording time? Dude, dude, that answers the door. It was straight up on some kind of opera. Some, I don't know if it was coke, crack, or meth. He was very awake. He was very but awake. his pupils were oh. very small, oh, and his oh. eyes were open very wide. And he was talking and a lot. And he was like, hey, who were <laughs> you guys? You, you, you're not on the schedule, but... But no one is. So but I haven't I, blinked in three I, days, so I, I can, can record you. Record, and I was like, "Yeah, let's go." So that's what we record our our, our little album. They want you. They want you. EP. The EP. Where I started shopping at United Record Pressings. Do not use United Record Pressings. They fucked us. They were assholes. Is sounds good though. Is there that, that it is, sounds good. I will say fuck that. Fuck United Records is well documented. Their on customer show. service is terrible. The product was okay. Unacceptable. But like the, the uh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend uh, imprint for jackets, but you gotta know, buy bulk. Though, I'm, I'm I'm DIY and but I I let people do it for me as well. I'm, so I'm <laughs> DIY on my record label over there. <laughs> wow. You yeah, my DIY big, yeah, my thirty years record, ago, my bitch. Big record label, <laughs> bitch. I used to. That, don't even talk to me. Don't even talk to me. What was that? I used to. Is that how that's said? I, mean, I, no I used to be DIY. You have no idea. I paid I news, bitch. I didn't I was sell DIY. out. I bought in. I was DIY once. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. <laughs> you want to talk about the t-shirt factory I had in my basement? My mom would just scream at me for using all the hangers. I'd be like, Mom, I got to make the red shirts. I'm going on tour. So when you made those, were, did you actually cut the screens? Like, who, who had you get that done? Yeah, we had, um, so Mike's brother actually made, like, the screen Because I feel like you got to be, like, an artist to at well, least we had, do that. We had a, well, we had the artwork from Jethro, and then we, we had someone make the screens That's for what us. That's I mean, even just making the screen. Yeah, no, no, no. We yeah. didn't know how to make the screens. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah. but, but Mike did the printing. I did, yeah. I, I was in my basement, in my bedroom. Like at 3 a.m., running off. First, you had to run, run off all the fronts because the red shirts were two sided. So we had all the fronts done, and then I would hang them up in my basement off of like the water pipes and stuff. <laughs> of course. And then once they dried, once the ink on the off front the dried. Off the asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take them down. Take them down. Then you got to do the backs, right? So then you got to run. I'm sure there was the a backs. plenty of asbestos yeah. in the house and I back used to, then. I used to rinse the fucking screens in my family's bathtub. Like, oh, just stain everything. Oh, yeah. Right? My mother would go, is that good? So you're taking like a square thing, lining up a t-shirt centered, putting yes. ink and squeezing it down brother, one color, right? Mike's That's brother, how you're doing it? Yep, Mike's right. brother made us a, a, a screening table. And so it had, it was a big, there was a big wooden base and then like a little step up and then a smaller one, which is where you put the shirts. And then it had um, clamps. To hold it in to place. Hold the, right. To hold the screen. Yeah, and you would, that would be the hardest so part, you, I you imagine. Put, you put the shirt. You put the screen down, you take the ink, you take your squeegee, you roll it across once and back again, and you should be good. Yeah, I've seen if that it's process. not centered or wrinkled. Yes. It's I've seen that good. process yes. done a bunch of times. I think that, that process is actually really cool. It, it is fun, but like if you work in like a pre like a, a silk screening place, it's much more automated, and there's like yeah. 19 like circle things I, in your. I mean, I mean, wife do something along those lines. What does she do? She does um well, she does sign making, but she does uh. Not, I don't. It's not really screen printing. It's like vinyl pressing. The problem, the problem with when I was doing like, it, not, okay. not, and not like, uh, record. not like record, not like record. But she but made like, like our sunglasses for the stab. She did make the sunglasses for the stab. She made the old Voice of Bedlam logo that was on the back wall here. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, she can. She made Damn, a, that was like eight years she, ago, nine. Years yeah, that was something yeah, like that. She could make us. Uh, uh, she, she, made make, stuff. she made us stuff. She made us stuff. stuff. She can make stuff. hipster and the silk, the silk stickers and shit the like that. The silk screening shit is a pain in the ass because, like I said, if you're at a, a silk screening, like a professional place that does this all day, they have like multiple. It's it's basically like a big circle and you just yeah, spin like it where around. Yeah, we go in Bethlehem where I picked up your shorts. Right, shorts. all that stuff. Have you guys ever seen how they make splatter vinyl? No, how do they, they do that? They take, all right, so they take the wax and they roll it in like these like flaky things and like i don't know what the hell they are they're like, like chips like, i paint. saw they look like I, yeah sort of like they look like uh almost like small little flower petals i guess okay and like so they take the wax and they roll it in the in the, to the get petals spots where and then they and then they press gonna... and then they press the vinyl and then it comes out and it's all splattered in different colors i saw a blue record with like pink and purple little Splatters on it, and it was really cool. I That's never cool. seen how they did that. I before. wonder what United didn't do to my record that they made it not, not, not splattered. Not that they didn't use enough Why colors. Why it's they clear? Didn't use enough and they charged me all this extra money. They didn't use enough colors. There's like they didn't no use enough color. color. They didn't use enough color because yeah, in it. Yeah. Rap yeah. bastards. And it was it was a pain <laughs> in the ass making the shirts too because then like you have to heat cure them once so you would do the front and then you'd hang them up and dry then you do the back. And they would hang up and dry, 
and then I had to put them in my dryer, like the clothes dryer of my house. And you had to like cook them because you got to cure the ink onto the shirt. Otherwise, if you sell, if you don't do that and you sell it to someone, they take it home, they wash, wash it, it the ink runs right yeah, off. Yeah, like it gotcha. just runs right out. And it would probably ruin the rest of that loose. Oh, wash. absolutely. Yeah. 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 It'd be like a pen. Oh, Yo, sure. I left a Sharpie in my pants this week. Nothing happened all through the washer and dryer. Oh, wow. Found it in the dryer. And the Sharpie still works. <laughs> Go you know how many lighters I've put through the wash and they still uh, work somehow? Uh, all right, but we're going to get back to what we're right, definitely yeah, we gotta, getting yeah. sidetracked. <laughs> okay. good, what do you pee. find in I'm your gonna, washer? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pee this is good content. Okay, well, Ian Dagger, who is Ian, he probably hates that I'm saying this. Ian from Bomb Squadron and Video Massacre and The Marks. I think he make it made a request that is uh, fitting for our show. Here is Long Knife with Scum. This is a video coming off of YouTube. Go find it yourself. Andrew Bedlam flying solo for a moment. So uh, why don't we just get up to the next track. Now, uh, one of my favorite local bands is up next in the queue, Rude Girl Jess. It was her initial post that we put this up that started. It was really a post to someone, I forget who put it up on Facebook, that said, who is the most overrated? Which, you know, is a fun talking point, but I don't like things as negative. But I'm not going to lie, wouldn't have had the idea to do this had not have we not seen that so i was in the shower and jess comes walking in to like go pee because you know that's how we roll with the one bathroom and she's like who's the most overrated punk band and like we're talking and she was like oh i want to ask who's the most underrated 
And I said, hold up. I said, that's a good idea. I said, but tell him to leave a link and we'll play it on Pogo. So we're going to get to I the one that, that we, Jessica suggested. I'll turn into the thing. And here a thing. is a band coming out of Jersey. We should look up. I'm sure they got a show coming up sometime soon. Here are the OC Rippers, friends of the show, the 12-inch version of their track, Never Coming Down, for Rude Girl. Bungle! Hit the goddamn son of a bitch! I may have f***ed up here. It's a fucking live punk rock podcast. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. That's what I mean. It's a pain in the Rippers, Johnny, Lyle. Sorry, I, I don't know the other guys, but they're cool. <laughs> they're cool, too. I know Johnny and Lyle. Other guys, Renee, cool, Renee too. They missed our nip slip. Did she miss our nip slip? Yeah. I always slip. miss the nip slip. But she nip called slip. it a nip slip. Sli nip she slip. was the one that came up with the... Came up that's what Stevie T call called his face. We called slip it a hiccup. Band. She was like, oh, a nip slip. I was like, nip yeah. Slip. Nip, nip slip. slip. A little slip up, a little nip slip. Lots of slipknot trauma going on. I was interested by it, very intrigued. I wasn't going to lie. And now I've been listening Is to something the something going on with Slipknot? Well, two of the members just quit. Oh. Yeah, oh, no. so it was like, Ooh. oh, no, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I was like, man, I was like, oh, shit. Because it's like, I'm not, dude, when I, fuck you, what the fuck were you listening to in fifth grade? I was finding Slipknot's Prince. first album. Prince. All right, that's what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> and I was listening to Eyeless and Sick and another one, like, yesterday, Prince. and Prince they were and fucking kick-ass. But I saw, and, like, they having, like, days apart. I know, like, two like, oh, Slipknot shit. songs. Now, dude, Slipknot's first Don't they have, like, 17 members anyway? Aren't they, like, bigger than Scott? Well, that's what it was. It was nine, but that's just it. Now Do they only, have a guy that hits only a keg with a baseball bat? Yeah, what, he what does, does more than does, that. What does nine He actually is, like, one of the main dudes in the band, like, okay. like that runs it. He sings, because uh, think about it. If you're in a metal band, there's a lot of backups. He's singing that. 
He's doing right. like almost like a second vocals, and then he is like, yeah, slamming trash cans with a baseball is bat. He like, yeah, is he, he like is he like the uh, the guy from the Mighty Mighty Ballstones that just dances? Because we were gonna make kind of, that guy. but he also plays random percussion at times and sings a lot of backup. Oh, and he does like kind of like so semi like, like run the band in the Sex Machines. <laughs> yeah, but he is like kind of like one of the dudes you'd be talking to when you were booking them. Like he. Was, oh. Yeah, you know I mean. And what do the other eight guys do? Uh, Suck uh, his dick and pretty just much. Asking for money. And well, he says I no. was saying it was funny, right? So you could tell some of these people definitely didn't know who Slipknot was. So like, I mean, like, so I put the dude's mask up and I'm like, yo, I haven't listened to Slipknot in forever. But wait, when was this? Like a week ago. Okay. I'm like, but this was interesting to me. Da 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 da. And um, on Pogo. Uh, my own page or something uh, okay. and I'm um, like uh, so it's getting plenty of comments and it's funny some of the old heads are like I could give a fuck about his mask and blah 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 can he shred and I was like people can we calm down this is the DJ this guy presses buttons okay so yes I am definitely more intrigued by his mask than his technical skill of pushing these launch buttons Reefers. that my dumb ass somehow functions to use so <laughs> I mean, if I Andrew can do it, if Andrew can do it, you need zero not, talent. Not to, to minimize anybody's talent, but it's not like they're playing a milli, like a milli, a milli, a milli. You ever see motherfuckers play that shit on a sampler on YouTube? Like a rap song, like they'll play it on a machine like that, like a drum machine. Right. You could get videos of these dudes, dude. It's insane. Just like over and over it's and over like, and over and over. And like, but what their fingers are doing? Yeah, and they're playing the whole. What are their fingers? They're playing I'm the whole beat. Yeah, the oh. Am I dating in the wrong circles? Yeah, apparently. But uh, yes, I lost my train of thought. We're going to play another track. I don't remember <laughs> what the fuck we were talking about. This is Fogo. We think we just played the OC Rippers. Uh, oh, Chandler. So, of course, our boy Chandler's got to submit some like obscure shit yeah. we can't pronounce. Yeah. God damn it, we're, Chandler. We're guessing perhaps it's a, it's a what would it be, phonetical yes. way of spelling vividly, we're thinking? Vi vi yeah, like vivid. Me and Sean both read it as vividly. It does end in an L-Y. What's the name of the band, the, I believe it's V-I-I-V-Y-T-T-E-L-Y. No, but I think that's the name Why of the, I think that's the, name of the well, song, though. Well, that's the only though. thing that's listed, Sean. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm telling you, because I clicked the link before, and I think the band oh. is called something else. That's fine, but that's right. all that's there right now, so. Uh, no, the band, I, no, the, here they are. Woo! I'm going to imagine they come somewhere out of Europe. 
They are not singing in English. That was pretty cool. Definitely a chick singer. Nice, angry, heavy. I'm not surprised. But what's Chandler the name of the band? Suggested it. It is spelled. Uh, we're gonna say maybe Circa. It is spelled S I R. KKA. So if you type that into Spotify, you will find this. This is on Spotify. So if you liked that track, S I R K K A, go give him a follow. It was suggested by Chandler in Bolo. And I know we've been playing this song a lot lately, but I feel like uh, we're going to be sharing this episode a little bit more than some of the other ones. So I want to make sure I throw in Chandler. Who suggested that last song? Now Hi they only have Yo, one Chandler. song on Spotify, but I know it's because they're working so hard on this next record, and he's sending me demos. It sounds great. Sounds great. I wish they'd let me play it on the show. It's good enough to be played on the show, but they said no. So I will play Blasphemy, which is also an awesome track. This has got Cass on vocals. Uh, some of the other tracks, the newer ones, some of them Chandler's singing in, so they're doing a, both male and female vocals. Uh, so I don't know if they're alternating songs, verses, or somewhere in between. But coming out of Virginia? Virginia. Vir Vir Not West. Yeah, yeah yes, it's I Virginia. Think Virginia. Yeah, yes, from Just Virginia. Regular, Bolo, right? regular yeah. Virginia. Bolo. So less of a cousin fuckers. So second cousin fuckers. <laughs> Yeah. They, 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 they wait till it's second cousin. They're like in Chevy Chase's vacation. I say this as a man you know, with cousins they use a in West spoon, Virginia. They use a spoon to mix their Kool-Aid, not their hand. Yes. They're, cla they're high class. But it's, it's not Kool-Aid, though. It's um, yeah, like um, some kind of drink. Yeah, what, uh, no, what was the one that the fucking, the, the, the cult guy actually gave? It wasn't actually Kool-Aid. Kool no, it wasn't actually Jim Jones. It wasn't actually oh. Kool-Aid. Oh, it was like oh. the knockoff version, oh. actually. Oh. I'm trying to think of what it was called. Who cares? Here Here's Bolo. I'm gonna look it up. Give me your phone. <laughs> Bolo 1037, like I said, only got one track on Spotify, B-O-L-O hyphen 
1037. But uh, they, they're recording more, so go give them a follow so you can get notified when the new tracks that, go up. Is that now, bolo like a bolo tie? Uh, that's the only thing I know of. But um, I am on the Jonestown like encyclopedia I think it's Flavorade. Flavorade. That's what I was It did get published in a lot of places as Kool-Aid, but it wasn't actually Kool-Aid, just like it got published in a lot of places that they so cut even, the baby even out spring, of Susan Atkins, but they didn't. That, didn't, that never happened. So, so he didn't even spring for real Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like he even Why bother? <laughs> Dude, you want to know some really fucked up shit, shit, though? So first of all, like I listened to an audiobook about it, but I took it one step forward, but further. And for a mere 99 cents, <laughs> you can listen to like 90 minutes long of people killing themselves because oh. they were recording this. And it is insane. Because they're literally listen to that. No, it's nuts, dude. They're literally listening to this, right? And you hear him talking. And what's crazy is, so like I, I watched a documentary about him. I listened to a book about him. I listened to the actual tapes. The we the way he got street cred and was able to develop a cult following was because he started out legit. He started out as like a regular like who Christian people would say was like their type of person right like he was in like a legit church and he was very big on um, inner segregating like he was very anti-racist he was hardcore pushing black and white churches to merge and he was hardcore helping the poor so he developed like street cred but then he kind of just went crazy and like legit started the cult but like so when they're doing this, he's telling them, like, he's like, like, they know, they know they just killed people, they know a note got slipped out, they know the government's coming back, and they, they know people are being held against their will, they know it's coming to an end. Right. You know what I mean? They know there's dead bodies already. Right. It's, they know time is out. The people who are high up, yes. you know, it's, it's over. over. So they start doing the suicide, and he's like, look, what you got to do is you got to put it in your baby's mouth first, and then you put it in your own mouth. Now, the babies, it doesn't hurt. The babies are only crying because it's bitter. And they're like, dude, there's people getting online. They're like, thank you so much. You saved my life. It's crazy. You are the greatest. There is some people saying you're fucking crazy, and then you hear guns right. going off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nuts. Yeah. There's literally people trying to run, getting shot out. But, dude, from some of the survivors, like, not many yeah. Like, it was like 10% of people trying to get away. Yeah. Like, That's most crazy. people were sitting there, and I'm listening to these motherfuckers. So now all you're hearing is people, babies crying. You're hearing women crying. Yeah. You're hearing people crying while they're thanking them. You're hearing him talking. And, dude, the craziest part is these people are like, so he's Where'd telling them. Where did the recordings them, come he's, from? He, they recorded it because he, he wanted his message out oh, there. Oh, okay. It's okay, all okay, very okay, documented. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's sitting there, right? And he's got these people sitting there crying, telling them how much they love him. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for allowing them to do this, right? And he's like, okay, hurry up and drink. He's not even, like, giving a fuck. He's, he's like, yeah, rushing them go, along. Okay, cool. Drink now. Put it in the baby's mouth. Drink. Wow. Fucking insane. I listen to it all. You get on Audible for 99 cents. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, I think, I think that... <laughs> I'm good. Like, I, think, I, I don't, think that, like, I don't need to hear that shit. That'll just make me want to kill myself. But it was nuts, I think dude. I think that, like, cult cult leaders like that... Oh, no, I love abnormal psychology. Oh, no, no. I, no, no, I, I, I totally insane. get what happened. But I think... I kind of feel like they need to, like, start, though, more, like, legit... Like, if, if people walk up to you and go, hey, you want to join my cult? Like... 
most people are going to say no, even if you're touched in the fucking head, you right? You know what's funny is that's kind of how Manson did it, though. <laughs> well, he didn't have nearly as many followers. Exactly. He had, like... But that's how he uh, was able to do this, because apparently... But his was like, hey, you want to join my cult and have sex? Yeah, he, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was like more of a different era. And it was a hippie and hippies, dippy, like... And everybody was looking for, for religion. Communes. and yeah. Well, everyone was looking to, like, live on these communes and but, be self Oh, and also, but, like, Patricia Cramwinkle was trying... Um, she was trying to join some kind of service. Leslie Van Hooten was studying to be a nun, and Susan Atkins started following Anton, what's his name, the dude who wrote the Satanic Bible. So most of the girls that followed him before they found him, they were in some type of like... Some type of cult activity Yeah, exactly. And actually, Tex Watson and Susan Atkins both went on in prison to have like some of like the busy, the the biggest prison following like um Christian sure. they're preachers sure. about course. like Jesus in yeah. jail now. Yeah. You could tell though like Leslie Van Hooten and Patricia Cramwinkle. Van Hooten. They so like Van so Hooten. Susan Atkins she was straight up snitching but like not even meaning to like she was just like a dumb bitch like bragging like right. yeah we killed all those yeah. people isn't that funny? Yeah. I know this dude Charlie he told She's me to so kill him stupid. and we killed him. She's so stupid that she's just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like that's, she's not like, oh, get me out of here. I'm going to snitch. She's just like, it was so much fun. Isn't this cool? I know Jesus and he tells me to kill people. And like, so, but like the other chicks, you can tell, like, first of all, it seems like they have grown into a relationship when they were very old as I was watching this. But like, you can tell, like, they're together and a unit and like, it's like, Fuck Her. that bitch. She's is, crazy. She's yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. 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 But not uh, that not that they weren't crazy uh, too for dude, doing what they did. But fucking and it's crazy. And I don't think I a lot of people realize too. Like a lot of the lines in like um what was the first Rob Zombie uh d- dust um House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, a lot of that's from, like, the Manson shit. Like, when he says, like, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. That was Manson. Yeah. The whole, when uh, when somebody needs to be killed, you kill him. That was one of the girls. And the um, I remember, and Leslie Van Hooten said, when I first stabbed someone, it was scary. But the more I stabbed them, the more I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder these bitches never got parole. You believe that shit? <laughs> yeah, right. Can you imagine, like, going before the parole board and going... Well, it got easier the second stab and the third stab, and I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. It was fun. Can you let me out now? <laughs> Meanwhile, now I go, won't do it again, I promise. Go check this, though. You want to hear about control? So then after this, you got, like, squeaky, like, trying to assassinate the fucking president and the gun jamming. The one bitch literally hijacks a plane demanding Charles Manson's release from prison, hijacks the plane. They also burglarized this gun armory, right? Got into a huge gunfight. Huge gunfight in the middle hippies, of the street. Hippies in a gunfight. Of California. In broad daylight, no one killed. No one killed. Well, they're no hippies. One killed. We're just, we're, we're shooting, we don't, we're not shooting the kill, we're shooting the wound. But the cops didn't hit them either. Gun toting. Put hit- it on stun. Put my, your guns on My stun. favorite part is the gun-toting hippies. That's so weird. Hey, it was a different time. And set yeah. up the stun. Because all those people that were at Woodstock, like, vote for Trump now. <laughs> well, the, 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 the crazy part, too, is, like, serial killers have groupies and followers. Oh, Richard Ramirez? Oh, that's, oh my God. Dude, they were, it looked like TRL outside his courthouse. Bitches so holding signs. I, I watched, there was, I think, I want to say it was, like, on Netflix. They did a Richard Ramirez documentary. And I didn't know a lot about him. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I've I, read much I've, about serial killers that, while in jail. Name not, before, not, do, you, do you know anything about H.H. H. Holmes? Uh, he, I know a fuck ton about H.H. Holmes. He, he was America's one of my first serial killer. He was uh, the, the the whole murder castle thing in Chicago. Yep, me and, yep, me and Barry whole, watched like, shit like that. He had this whole building of like horrors yeah, and like the murder the, castle. Like yeah, nineteen like thirteen when yeah. they or now and, and it was he like was the, also, no, it was like the eighteen eighteen something or other. I think it was early nineteen. I don't know. He's regarded as America's first serial killer. H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Actually, getting back to Thousand Corpses, when they go on the murder ride in the beginning, H. H. Holmes is one of the guys, or is it Albert Fish? I feel like they cross Albert Fish and H. H. Holmes. They in might the take some, you know what I some mean? dramatic me liberties. And, me and Mary watched this documentary about this guy who, who's the great great grandson of H. H. Holmes, and he believes Jeez. he went on a he went on a this whole thing, this whole mission. To prove that H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper were the same guy. They might have uh, been. Maybe. They maybe. proved that's one of the biggest unsolved crimes in history. Yeah. yeah. There's I mean, so many theories, especially that like lead to the castle, the fucking Buckingham Palace. Yeah. They say it's like a a, a fucking a fucked up knight a royalty or a fucking or someone, not a yeah. knight, yeah, a royalty. Like a royalty, thing. royalty I don't know member, what the fuck those a fucking inbreds. Fucking <laughs> But, but uh, well, Richard Ramirez, the the, the documentary. Night stalker, yes. It's really fucking scary because so so serial killers, right? They always have a type, right? Like John Wayne Gacy yes. was into young boys, and and Ted Bundy was into brunettes, you know, into brunettes young, yeah. college women, yeah. like brunettes. It was like his fiance, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez, and I didn't know a lot about him. Oh, I heard bad, of him. Dude, he was all over the fucking place. He was just random and he a lot of kids. Random. Random, and he raped people. And he, he raped would celebrate men. murdering by like raping a kid. He raped men. He raped women. He raped. He old would just men, walk and old grab women. people off the just, street. Ju- he would just random. break into people's houses and yep. just kill them. And 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 not. He would stab them. He'd strangle them. He'd shoot yeah, them. Yeah, no mo. He'd like, just completely just random. Completely random. And I, it's fucked up because I always said I was like, if I was a serial, and obviously if you're a serial killer, right? You're clearly you're fucked up, but you kind of know you have a type, yeah. right? And like you have an mo. And like I feel like on a certain level they want to get caught because they realize they're so fucking sick. That's what I I on it like. But uh, Richard Ramirez. Up, but he really seemed like that. But Richard Ramirez. He really seemed like that. Was like fuck you I'm just killing people. Oh yeah people. no he is like the epitome. Guys, like, he's up there with Manson. Like, he I'll died. Kill a, I'll kill a ten month old and I'll kill like a hundred year old ago. woman. He, Andrew, died, he died. Recently. Did you know that the Muffin Man song is actually about a serial killer? There was a serial killer know know, no. known as the Muffin Man who would lure children in with muffins. Wow. That must be some old yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing though, if you remember um, uh, Adam Sandler, his dad's the devil, Little Nicky. Yes. When they start ch- chasing him and screaming "monster" in another language, yes. that's how Richard Ramirez got caught. So the the cops could not get him. There's actually there's a three. Print. There's actually three serial killers at large while Ramirez is going. But people on the street start seeing him and yelling "monster." And chase They put down. out a description because yeah, they, they were they able to find. But it was the people that ran him down. The, of the, city. the reason they connected everything was because of his sneaker print. Yeah, initially. He had like a weird, like rare kind of sneaker. And that's how they, they connect. The cops who were working the cases were like, wait a minute. This other killing, which is completely unrelated. And looks nothing at looks all the nothing same. Nothing at all the same. Yeah. We found the same fucking sneaker yeah. print. And they're like, holy shit, do you think we have a serial killer here? And then they started connecting. Well, and they still don't know how many people he actually oh. killed. And he would, yeah. he had family. He would leave a lot of them alive. And he had family in like Arizona that he would go and visit. And they're like, or uh, and, and also like up in San Francisco because he was mostly like Southern California. Mm-hmm. But he would visit people that he knew in 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 like Northern California, Arizona, and they're like, 
He'd go for like a month or two. And they're like, we don't know how many people he killed there. How did we get this far? I'm I don't glad, know. We're way we off topic. Far in much. a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, let's let's, let's, <laughs> let's get back to the punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't let's think punk rock. We can but, talk about uh, this offline. Now, uh, Jim Brown, who listens to football player right there. Football. You know, Hall of Famer. Running back. To us all the he time. back from he the just, voice of He just died, actually. Yeah, he didn't die too long ago. Well, a different Jim Brown with a mohawk. I see on our stuff a lot. Is he not a running back for the Cleveland Browns? I don't think it's that Jim Brown. Probably not. I don't think he's in Mars Attacks either. Oh. But, you know, Man. who are we to shit on his breed? Very generic name, Jim Brown. It's probably it's, not his real it's name. Very, it's very I'm generic. I'm going to take a guess and say that that but, might not uh, be his So name. he wants to hear... His real name is James. Violated. James Brown. Ja ja what? James Brown. Jump back here and kiss myself. <laughs> Go make yourself. Violated. My damage to City Radio Damage Case. Now, when I played this song, now Damage Case, I mean they've been 
movies. They're kind of on a bigger label. They'd yeah. be better for the next show we're doing. It, I didn't realize it was a Damage Case song. It just said violin. I'm Ben Micellis but, um, from... And now we're listening to the news. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Bedlam, hardworking American. Hardworking American. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Damage Case. Love Damage Case. But we are going to get to another band. Now this one... Now I feel like to us... Now this band's been broken up for a long time either way. But I feel like to us, we know them. But in the scope of things they're a jersey band like i feel like blind society yes you know what i mean like they were on some of the bigger comps but they weren't around that long i feel like that's more than well, east I mean, coast we first heard them on uh, the international chaos uh album yeah, yeah, that's I where know, i first but heard I mean, them at least blind society isn't damage case no they're that's, not yeah but they're all yeah so i feel like and also with them not being around i feel like they'll be they fit this especially with the connection because we've had chris on the show who's one of the singers we had him on the show because he was in the Oi Scouts for a brief time in yes. one of the recreations Matt and Gabe did yes. with uh, Sal. Did a, yes. I, he, did, he did do a he couple He came to tours. California. Yeah, he, he did, to yeah, California. he did a couple yeah, tours. No, no, I know Chris. He played he's some great. of the pogo shows. You he's know he's I mean? married. He's has, he has yeah. two kids now. Yes. He's got two kids yes. now, so he's, he's busy. A very high uh, job. Yes. Very, uh, legit yes. big boy job. He's got a grown-up job. A he's big, a grown-up. big grown-up job. Just but, almost uh, as much as mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost Shoot as much inside. as Renee's. Almost. I mean, we could say he's a lawyer. That's he's crazy. a lawyer. Though. I love that the punks yeah. are lawyers. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That chick Bambi just Bambi, yep. Passed she the just bar. passed the bar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, so Blind Society, you know, we ties take to over. the show. We got to take Jersey. over from within, people. So, yes. South Jersey, educate yourself. No, we have to infiltrate from within. I'm, I'm, that's and the only way to change yourself. things. But South Jersey. And uh, yeah, I actually get to see these guys at Viva La Punk in CBGB's. The basement, it was one of the craziest things my young eyes had ever seen. All right, so if you were in the basement of CBGB's, like if you crowd surfed, you were hitting the ceiling, but like that didn't stop people from crowd surfing. <laughs> and Chris is sitting there crowd surfing with the mic wrapped around his neck. And it's only a crowd of, you know, like, 40 people maybe in but the in basement. There it's crowded. And it's so, it's, it's like. the basement of CBGB's. I mean, where the bathrooms were? In the basement. Well, at Viva La Punk, they did that. They had the little one-foot stage. Oh, downstairs like upstairs, downstairs. Place. Okay, yes. I got you. And I got you. Had, All right. Okay. So you know where the pizza bar yes. was. Yes. And like how that was underneath. Okay. Like in reference to where I the got stage it. would have been in the real upstairs. I got you. There was a stage there. I also saw the Street Brats down there. I saw UFC, the dude we saw in New York at the Dead Boy show. Yes. I saw him down there. That was insane. But um, seeing Blind Society in such tight quarters with such angry people, you know what I mean? And them just having so much life, and like the singers, just both of them, the music so heavy, both of them in the crowd, hyping it up, just crowd surfing, and like literally, like, you know, it wasn't like there was no room, but like they could hit the ceiling as they got thrown, like it was low. Can I, can I tell you about, oh boy. Right, but that doesn't matter, it's just right. live. So, uh, so can I can I tell you about the time I saw um, the dwarves and Joan Jet in the basement of a bakery? Of course, bakery. during CMJ week in New York City. Um, What's CMJ? It was a legitimate CMJ. Was it was like a college music something, and every year they would have shows for for like college music, and like punk bands would play, but like. Bands like REM and stuff got their their big start through college radio, right? Right. So co college radio, <coughs> college well, I mean, radio. Play Blind Society next. <laughs> college, college radio used to 
Like they, they would they would play a wide variety of shit, right? So CMJ was this festival that took place like for a week in, in the city. And every club would have CMJ shows, CMJ showcase shows. And bands would play and you'd get to play in front of like record execs and like big label like record execs and, and shit like that as well would all go to these because you would have, you would pay, I don't know how many, how much money, but you would get like a CMJ badge. And so you would get into all these CMJ shows with your CMJ badge. Well, Blanks played CMJ shows a couple times through Radical Records, but me and Dean went. Humble brag. And I forget, I forget, <laughs> I forget if there was a show beforehand. Hashtag humble brag. Because I feel like there was, and I'll ask Dean later, but I feel like there was a show beforehand, and then we went to see the Dwarves and Joan Jett in the basement of a bakery <laughs> on the Lower East Side. That's so crazy. There was no stage. Oh, you love those shows, though. There was no stage, and it like the show started at like 2 a.m. <laughs> it was like, NYC. and that's why, because it was there was a show beforehand that we went to, yeah, it was like the and then we were like, party. "Well, we're going to the Dwarves Joan Jet now." Dwarves Joan Jet. The Dwarves and Joan Jet in the basement <laughs> of a bakery with no at two a.m. And that's Dean was yelling shit. at me because the Dwarves cocaine played, everywhere. The Dwarves played. <laughs> the Dwarves played. We loved it, and then I was, I was, I was done. Like I was, I was ready to go bed, Betty bye. And Dean was like. So like two songs into Joan Jett said, I was like, can we go? And he was, like, he was like, absolutely not. not go sit no. down on the floor in the back. No, ridiculous. Yeah. We're going to get to Blind Society. Blind Society. Now, yeah. uh, this is Eric who suggested this one, and he wants to hear police. Now, I would play like, I would play. Nuclear Warfare. Or, that or was on the comp, but I also yeah. liked, uh, what was the other one that I liked a lot? Um, uh, okay, we're going to play police. What was the other one? I don't uh, know. Uh, what was the other one? Um... Uh -oh. You know what? We're not live, so this will help for a second. Yeah, fuck this shit. I don't give a fuck. Deal with it. Um, just, just if you're listening this long, you like the show. <laughs> uh, here's Blind Society. Watch the Bisco! That was Blind Society. I did remember, it's funny, with a different song playing, which makes it even harder, I did remember the other song I was talking about was Rebellion. That was one of my favorites. Nuclear Warfare Play and it. Rebellion. Uh, more Blind Society, sure. I don't have Play anything it. else cute. Back up. to back. They back got two back. singers and we'll two do for it. Two so Blind Society. <laughs> and Andrew this typing a, away. This is a extremely professional podcast. Oh, clearly. super professional. Super professional. Since, since day one. 
Damn, it don't even come up when I type it in YouTube. Wow. Blind Society Rebellion. Wow. Rebellion! Wow. Oh, so Andrew, Andrew, Andrew will just sing it to you. It's almost like listening to it. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of the same. Yeah. Oh, I just typed in rebel, but you would think rebellion would come up. With the, no. Okay, we're, uh, I told you, these shows are harder to do, yeah. and Blind Society Rebellion is apparently not on YouTube. He did, he did give you a fair warning that these oh, shows well. are harder to do. Yes. These shows are harder to do. Okay, so, but you know what was not you hard? You said hard. Watching The Descendants. The Descendants. And The Adolescents. And The Circle Jerk, so why don't, why don't we... We can, talk, we can talk about let's, that. Let's talk about that while I... I was a mess, so I tracks. remember nothing. I was really... I was really... I was really... It was great. Descendants played a whole bunch of songs off the first album. They came out with Everything Sucks, which the, is not off the first album, the only, but it is one of my favorite songs. The only songs. track that Blind Society has on Spotify is Nuclear Warfare. From the Punks <laughs> United. That's thing. it. So I guess they're underground enough for the show. They, they can't find them on YouTube. They for this. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Can't find them on YouTube or Spotify, so I guess they're definitely fitting for I mean, the show. they're there. There's just one song. That's it. <laughs> and there's one on... There's police on YouTube. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What the fuck was I just saying? So the Descendants. Descendants. So they came out with Everything Sucks. They had them play dead last. Each band got did they an play ample. Pervert? No, they did not. Each Damn band it. got an ample amount of time. That was like legit. The only thing I wanted to hear that they didn't play though. So I liked the set a lot. I figured they wouldn't play it. You know, the culture and all that. Oh yeah, it's and, probably uh, not very uh, PC and, anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it was totally awesome. Milo still has that like water bottle attached to him, and uh, they sounded great. I love because I mean it's not like I would have been so happy to see Milo walking out on the stage with like a coffee mug. Yeah, it's it's and not, a burger. It's not like I like food. Food is good. <laughs> they they played that. It's not like. It's, it's not like he's out there singing like, you know, Sebastian Bach or something, but Milo has a very distinctive voice, and, you know, sometimes I feel like as you get older, that's one of the things you really don't have as much control over, like, that can, yeah. you could get, like, really worse at. He sounded exactly like the album. His voice sounded like it was jumping well, I'm off I'm pretty the sure, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he's, like, straight edge. No, regardless. Though. So, like, that means answer. that means he doesn't. Like, that means he has no, an abusive. That means he hasn't words. been smoking for the last forty no, but, years. But, you know but, but, people's voices. No, but, it's but, hard but, to keep but, them in seriously, check. Seriously, but seriously, like when 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 you tour and stuff, and you're touring constantly, yeah, and like you're you singing every night, your, and you're screaming voice. every night, you lose some of your range. Mm -hmm. Like you, like my voice when we first recorded our demo. So like our last my my voice is she's dropped. gone like, I've dropped so many oxygen. she's gone that's yeah, Renee's like, big part in and the I'm like she's, she's gone. gone now I sound like Harpo singing dreaming <laughs> to the young punks <laughs> that's Shannon Renee she's oh, they said Vaca it's Renee she's gone <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this, like, like B. Arthur, like <laughs> Golden Girls voice, like Fran, uh, not Fran, Fran No, no. Uh, oh, I'm not. Who the hell am I thinking of? Um, fucking, what's that? What's that? What's her name? She. Betty. Um, no. no. Or like I smoke like three packs of Paul Malls no. a day. Uh, you do kind of sound like that. Not B. Arthur. Who was saying you had a sexy voice? I think my dad was. Phyllis oh, Diller. I'm Phyllis Diller. That's who I'm thinking of. Phyllis Diller. I was like playing one of your like audio messages. Yeah. You ever heard Phyllis Diller talk, Renee? Is that what you're? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I heard her talk. I'm I trying. I can't picture who Phyllis Diller is at the moment. I know that you'd recognize hair. her voice. What would I know? She was her a comedian. From? She was a comedian. She used oh, to really? do things with like Joan Rivers. But let's get back to uh, this past show Tuesday night because it was definitely a banger. It was a packed house at the Sherman Theater. So I don't know, what's that, 800 people? Yeah, I don't know how many it fits. I mean, it's sold out. I, I bought our tickets Friday night when I got here. What is the capacity? And, and, uh, 
because Andrew was like, oh, are we going? And I had really... I Sherman really Theater no can hold up to 1,250 people. That's right. how many? That's what I thought. I said it was a G. Yeah, because I was like, I, I was like, well, I, I said I really didn't have any intention to go. And he was like, well, I want to go. Well, see, this is what it was. I was very confused because even after I had had the show and we had the tickets, I was like, you know why I'm confused about the show and remember hearing and then wasn't going to go? I was like, I'm pretty sure this was a show that was a COVID show and got canceled and then rescheduled. And I'm like, that's when they get. And you were like, that did happen, but that happened it's already. Yeah, yeah. And then when we're online, and this was a pleasant surprise, and this is when it clicked in more. When we're online, Ashley goes, and yeah, I don't want to miss the adolescents. I was like, the adolescents aren't playing. And then it dawned on me, and then I finally saw the show flyer in my head. And I was like, yeah, it was like Milo skanking like a circle I think I told you about it even before we got there. I knew I had heard about the show, but like months ago. And I didn't realize that. But Milo skanking, it's like, it was a good idea. It's like Milo as the circle jerks guy. logo, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was a blue flyer in the color of the adolescents logo of that blue. Good combination of everybody's Did they play Amoeba? Of course, they yeah, came yeah. out with it. They the closed with Kids right. of the Black Hole, opened okay. with Amoeba. Okay. And uh, also, another singer, someone who it's not like a Sebastian Bach, but a very identifiable voice. Sounded great. Yeah. Long, gray, yeah. uh, long, gray, wavy hair. Sounded yeah. great. You know, um, uh, if we're being real, I mean, I love, I hope, I wish to God I'm out on a stage singing at that age. But, you know, a little bit less moving around. He, he, he was People a of my of a generation. And he did, he, Ginger commented too, he did have the mask on his he face. He had the mask on. He might have, well, he might have some medical things. Maybe, going. yeah. I, I, at I'm least he's sure. touring. Sure, but it yeah. did get a little muffled. It did, but better than play. But his voice still sounded great. Yes. It sounded like yes. him, but it was a little like something in front of the microphone. I feel like the guys who lose their voice are usually the metal guys. And they're not shouters, those guys. That's yeah. what it is, too. They yeah, have distinct they, voices. Like Charlie Harper, you go see the UK subs, he still sounds like Charlie Harper. Yeah. But like you go to see Guns N' Roses or Motley Crue, yeah. and yeah, you know Axel, Axel has a hard time hitting the high notes. He did good when we saw him. I thought he only... He hit a couple, but yeah, then he would like... But then other ones he couldn't, mm -hmm. do, like it was hit or miss. Mm -hmm. And same thing like with Vince Neil, like he just can't, there's, I don't, they just can't do it anymore. And that's just from singing over and over and, and yelling yeah, for so like, many years. Yeah, even like that could happen to those people in the 50s that didn't. Oh, like, absolutely. You know I mean? Like if, if. If Frank Sinatra came out and tried to hit some yeah, high notes, but like, he did drink and smoke though some of well, them. Yes, yeah, but I like, well, yeah, I, I feel like like not taking care of yourself as well is even worse. Contributes it's to naturally. it, yeah. But, well, but I, I think mean, it does. I think at, it does happen naturally look at, too. Though you look at people lose. like uh, that don't even sing these voices. You know, like Dave Chappelle's voice oh, yeah. changed a lot. Well, you know, people say I don't believe this at all, <laughs> but you know, people say that's not the real Dave Chappelle. He's one of those theories. Oh, that no, he's it, actually dead, and this no, guy is oh. that he, he didn't Chappelle. come back. This that's is a totally guy. Dave Chappelle. That's bullshit. Same thing they say, and who they do that with Eminem. They say, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard, I heard yeah. about that. But too. back back to the show. So Circle Jerks played second, and uh, so everybody had ample time. So it's you know a co-headlining Circle Jerks fucking Descendants. So it's I'm pretty sure they're like alternating last, but they both played for the same amount of time and it was definitely at least an hour the only difference was the headliner came out and did an encore 
which gave yes. them a couple extra songs. Yes. So yes. one extra block. Right. But I would say I think they're both their main sets were an hour, and then Descendants came back out and played. I think it was three more. The Adolescents were a hair shorter. I'd say they, but they were still very long. I'd say at least 50 minutes. They was by no means. But a I half think hour. I think all the it bands like sounded good. Like there they wasn't. They sounded great. The sound like, system. Well, well, like a lot of times, like when you go to when you go to bigger shows. The opener, like when we went to see, we went to see Blondie but there was and the no Damned. Real opener. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like there when was we went no. to see Blondie and the Damned last summer, right yes. outside. Yes. Remember That's how outside. low the Damned were? Yes. And then Blondie came on and everything was normal. And that was like a main band too. It wasn't right. like and a I house hate, band. Right. And I hate when clubs make the openers sound like shit. I hate it. You know what I hate? And I also hate when the headlining band makes the openers drummer. Play on the floor well, and not yeah, on the riser. Yeah. I I really that was even that. like that at that show. Though. And I get like setup time and all of that, but it does not. It's not. It bothers me. It really bothers me. And when because when we opened when we opened for Rancid at the Roseland, it's a bigger place. And it's like California. And, no, no, New York. That was New York. And we got to Chad got to play on the riser. Like he got to play on the drum riser. So did so did Rocket from the Crib. And we went on first. We were like the adolescents of that night. And we went on first, and Chad got to play on the drum riser. They were like, no, 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 we don't do it. Like, so you, you play on the drum what riser, What makes too. me nervous, and it's not that, like, so so maybe uh, so we have some newer listeners. So me and Renee, you know, Renee, of course, from Blank 77. Gabba, gabba. Wow. Oh, as if that wow. was an insult wow. to play Gabba, Gabba. Wow. wow. I, was you the, I was hoping for the porn sound. Oh, <laughs> But uh, oh. Renee in oh. blanks. And, uh, but we were doing the shaking and stirred thing. During COVID, we were kind of making a bunch of makeshift bands, just joking around. And one of them that spun out was Joe from the Unsubs, who we will work in, in probably three songs from now. Joe from the Unsubs, another Virginia band. He was solely on vocals. It was uh, We were only supposed to do one song for a record. I wanted to make like a comp. So uh, I was overdubbing, playing both rhythm and bass. Renee playing lead. $4 Sean here on drums. And uh, we're getting ready to, uh, this was like two years ago, we're getting ready to record several songs and uh, we've also decided now that uh, Joe is going to play bass and uh, we're both going to sing so when we do play live e if, even though it may not be much one thing that I've noticed with two singer bands and I refuse to have happen when the sound guy does not understand that there's two, two, two leads, singers uh, and the that same one volume. guy's yes. Who's yeah. singing? Yeah, maybe they're yeah. singing backing vocals in the second song or in the first song, but in the second song, then they go to that. I would hate it when I would see the unseen. Sometimes see the unseen, dude. Especially they'd have three. And singers. The center mic is loud, yeah, and then the they'd other have three. Yeah. And by the time you got to poor trips, you couldn't hear the poor couldn't bastard's anything, bass yeah. or vocals. Yeah. Well, I, you know hate, what I, mean? I hate. I hate when the blanks play and the sound guy turns the backing the vocals. Or, um, no, no. Well, oh. he turns all the backing vocals. They, they like they'll just turn them all down. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And, and I'm then like, you no, guys, no, like, that's we want like a backing huge vocals. Part yeah. of our songs, and, like, is the backing. But vocals. even then, when you get to um to the young punks. Oh, with Chad, the drummer, like. They're like, you need a... And we're I like, totally it's like, guys, you know what? I can do it on this podcast. I understand you don't want the drums ringing through the microphone. So how about you hit the volume up while he sings? And even though you don't know the song, maybe, he'll stop and that you'll would, see that he would, stop. That would require, and then that would require like... 
crazy. Two and a half minutes of work. It would be like, like eight seconds. Yeah. But yeah. And so people think, oh, it's a punk show. No one gives a fuck. No, that shit pisses and they'll me just, off. They'll crank the lead vocal up till it's feedbacking. Yes. And it'll feedback the whole it's show. To be that way. And then the backing vocals won't be there at all. Yep. And and we used to sound check and it used to drive me fucking crazy because we would get there, we'd get to a club early. We would we stopped sound checking because we would sound check and we'd play and I'd go. Why? Why are where are the levels that we had when we sound checked? Yeah, it's not like they saved the they're levels. They're all yeah. like I'm like, did you make marks as to where we wanted our levels? Set? Like, why fucking bother with a sound check? I, I think it was Scranton. What's the place that Rob books? The nice place? The Jazz Cafe. All right, I'm pretty sure it was there. I might be wrong. I'm looking at it, and it's a nice place, but it's small. But yeah. it's a very nice place. Yeah. I think it was them. They had one of those boards. Where it's got like a digital thing, yes. so it's an all analog like board. Like an iPad. But it's and got a, well, no, no, it's it's a board oh, like okay. this. Okay. But when there is some digital component in it, so analog stuff, but then you hit the button and it saves the settings and you see all the fucking move. slides that, move that's perfect. automatically, so but you can like set your settings, save them, save blanks, set them, save bedlam, and then when blanks plays, you hit a button and all you just see it all move by itself. I was that's like, what I'm saying. I like, almost ejaculated. We, <laughs> would, we, would do, we would do sound checks and the monitors would sound great. And the sound out front would sound great. And we'd spend like an hour doing sound check. And then we'd go on. And we'd start with either like losing my brain or up the system. Love losing my brain. And we would look at every, and we would look at each other and go. And all you would hear is. <laughs> through everything. And I'd be like, can we get like some vocals in the monitor? Like why the fuck was I here at four in the afternoon when we don't play until 2 a.m.? Why was I here doing a fucking sound check? If you're not even going to put like a piece of masking tape on the board and say blanks. Yeah. And this is when we were headlining. It's like, what's the point of even doing this? It's a waste of like, time. Like, the best shows were. We showed up in Arizona, and uh, Roy, who was the drummer for Nausea, and now he's playing for like ministry and stuff, he shows up at the show, and he used to do sound at the Wetlands in New York back in the day. So he was living out there at the time, and he comes up, and he's like, hey, and we're super excited to see him, and he's like, do you want me to do sound? And I was like, oh, thank God. Speak, speaking of Jersey, so I'm listening to Greg, the rest of Greg uh, Graffin's book, right? And I was uh, pretty much finished it off today. I think I got like an hour left. And, um, but he, uh, he uh, not so positively, but he names dropped City Gardens in it. City he, Gardens, he, he okay. He name dropped City right. Garden. But it was kind of like, uh, it's more of him like, oh, and we're back on the East Coast and playing City Gardens. It's more referenced like that. But it was still a City Gardens reference. I absolutely, I don't want to go on too long of a rant. Absolutely love the book. And um, especially, I, I love hearing his point of view coming from a person with a fucking dean for a mother and a college professor as a father. Someone yeah. going on archaeology expeditions in between tours. Someone going through marriage and divorce, raising kids and being on tour, trying not to sell out my one gripe with it. My one gripe, and it's my same gripe with like, I think it's called Punk Attitude documentary. Pretty cool. It's not just the sex pistols that get into the exploited and sham 69, but then you get to the 90s, and this is Greg talking. Then you get to the 90s, and it's like, and then punk was different, and it was mainstream, and yep. everybody yep. loved The Offspring, and it was Nirvana, and The Offspring, and Green Day, and punk was so big, but it was this 90s thing, and it was different, and punk was so big, and it was The Offspring, and Green Day, and Rancid, and Nirvana, and it's like, people, a lot of other shit 
happened in the 90s. <laughs> like, your whole point of this chapter is how you weren't trying to sell out. Well, then why are we only now talking? So all you were talking about, the Dead Boys and the Exploited and even Fugazi and Minor Threat, why now when we transition into the 90s do we... Are you we talking about mainstream bands and everybody Yes! Knows, yeah. It's hard because... In the and 90s, those guys own Epitaph Records, so they did talk about that for a little. But why? But, yeah. Maybe because they own Epitaph Records. I mean, I do understand they went with Atlantic. And I, I mean, like those bands, Rancid and the Offspring, were on Epitaph Records, so... Yeah, it would make but, sense, I guess. I don't know. But it wasn't just that. Just, it was a I'm bunch of Nirvana. You're here. right. You're right. But there was. That's what I said. But that was a different dude. It, so, and that's really. He was talking about how he was also getting. It was Brad or Brett. What's his name? Brad or Brett? Brett Gerwitz. Yeah. yeah. And he was talking about how he was getting nervous, thinking why would Brett stay with him when he could get somebody like Tim Armstrong, who's a more punk guy. And even though that's not what happened. He quits, you know what I mean? Right. So it was, and then he, when he's talking about his perspective then, and that's when he's like, it's, it's all Nirvana and Green Day and See, just like. See, I don't, I don't mind that, like if it was, so if I, if I was doing a book, right? <laughs> I want to read get, Renee's book. But like, you know, there was. I get to the 90s. The lower class rats and blanks and the casualties. Well, well, but it's. And it's, the unseen, like some of these bands. It's a product of those bigger bands. So like. You should talk about those bigger bands, but then also then um, kind of Which transition exactly. to the fact that those bands making it big made it possible for smaller bands like us. Like I'm sorry, casualties stay were on tour. tour for fuck's sake. So we're the well, unseen. No, 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 that, that's what I'm saying. But it was because of bands like Three Day and Nirvana and about. Absolutely, exactly, yeah. absolutely. And it should be brought into the conversation that because these couple bands went mainstream and got big, it grew the scene. And a whole bunch of underground bands came up because of it and were able to kind of tour and survive and make music and, and all of this. And it created different scenes in all different So it was kind of like a ripple effect, like, you're saying. Absolutely. But like if Joey absolutely. Ramone was alive today, right, and they were making a DVD, I pray to God when he started talking about the 2000s, he wasn't like, and then this really cool chick, Ariana Grande, no, what's her name? Avril Lavigne came, cause you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's it's what not, I, it's like, it's like, I mean, well, I think there's a, there's a. It's like Greg Graffin, you're talking about playing City Gardens. Well, 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 well who were you playing City Gardens with? Right, exactly. Well, you know it's like, I mean? but it's like you should, there, there, there should have been a transition from, a discussion from the bigger bands into how that helped the smaller bands. Yeah. Because, because the it really did. The book is the smaller bands. He but, does. But it's also, it's also, There's so in the a, 90s, like he it got so drops big. Thunders, Dead Boys. Yeah, and in the I mean? 90s, it got so big. I'm sorry, I keep cutting Sean off. I think, I think, what, we are going to get to a track, but go on, Sean. So, well, you were saying you were hoping uh, Joey Ramone doesn't talk about Avril Lavigne. Well, no one's going to talk about Avril fucking Lavigne but because. No, they will, though, because I'm telling you, who, I found this did? dude. Who? I found this dude on YouTube called like the punk rock NBA or something, right? And what I did at first, I found something about like Fugazi. It was something I was kind of interested in. And I was like, okay. And then I start watching his other videos. Dude, he's talking about people calling it punk I've never heard of that have like keyboards and not guitars and wear masks. And he's like, see, this is what's topping the charts in the punk thing. And see, people don't like to talk about Avril Lavigne. And he'll try and name drop like people look at the exploited and they have mohawks. But what the kids were really listening to was Avril Lavigne and they were buying a tie. And I hit unfollow. I couldn't go that far. Oh, Jesus I'll Christ. deal with Green Day. Dude, one of my first big shows. So my first show, I saw this on Aaron's post today. 
What was your first show? My absolute first show for me, I got to list three real quick. The Band and Marshall Tucker, it was, a, a co it was one show. I was like six, parents took me there. First show I went to by myself, one of the most funs I've ever had in my life. Blink-182 before Enema of the State was out, but right when it was coming out, fucking awesome. First underground show, my The first, Unseen. My first show but was... But I loved Blink-182. Green Day, I had that album and came out in like 94, I but I had like it Green in 95. Day. I don't give a fuck who I know, And I just feel like if we could just, if radio could just, people could just call them alternative rock. If we could just call Blink-182 alternative rock. If we could just call, who the, f why do these people call Nirvana? Grunge, people, grunge. That was a thing, okay? It was. But it's like... But just, it's just a matter of... of I, I'm I'm flabbergasted that you said that there's this guy out there talking about Avril Lavigne. Yeah, like dude, that, I was though. following him. I hit on follow right away. That's, uh, after, that's kind of mind-blowing. I'm not going to lie. There was getting some random ones, but I would find some decent ones. And what he was drawing me in with, because then what was also happening, he wasn't actually talking about punk bands, but he started talking about new metal bands, which was piquing my interest. Like, I think I found him because he was actually talking about the system up and down. So then I was like, oh, and then, and then the Slipknot stuff was happening, and I think he was one of the guys who talked about one of it and then I'm hitting following I'm watching more and it's just getting worse and worse and then it was just like no he's literally saying yeah sure the Jessica was like what he said something along the lines of yeah sure maybe the exploited look punk with mohawks but the kids with the ties the stuff that was actually on the charts was so Avril, when we, when we, and this is what main. and I was like so when we we would tour kill me when we when we were touring in the 90s you saw there was a difference in the crowd, right? So like, once once Green Day hit and The Offspring and all that, once once those bands. But hit, you played with a lot of those guys and they treated you right. Yeah, no, no, no. But and they but did once, have their. Punk did you rock Did you ever we, play with either of them? We we played with Rancid once, and we, we I mean like, but it was it was more a matter of when those bands got more mainstream and started being played on MTV and on. And it's on not like, like they book their own shows. Top forty. No, no, they don't. But. So we noticed, obviously, an increase in shows that we were playing, right? Yeah, it's going to so trickle now, down. So now Reagan we're playing, was right. So now we're playing, we're playing on like a Tuesday night in Austin, Texas to 500 people instead of 50, right? right. And it's purely because of the popularity of punk rock. Yeah. And we knew, but you could tell the kids in the crowd who were going to Probably be in, it for, be in it for ten minutes, and those who are going to be in it for life. Yeah, yeah. And but we, you know and what? We used and to joke in the van, and we used to say, "If you still like punk rock and you're still doing it when you're twenty over twenty-five, you're, you're a lifer." And that's what I'm going to say. You don't know, even if, even if when that show went up to five hundred people, even if four hundred of them people left, those hundred that stayed. 50 of them would have never heard about it at all. Right. And they, they right. did stay and they did. Right. And that's my whole point when people talk about gatekeeping. But even still, it was like, we didn't know if they knew who we were or they were just going to a punk show because well, punk was their thing. But yeah. it doesn't matter. I but mean, we, we benefited from it because we sold them t-shirts and records and that's CDs and like, stickers. People talk about gatekeeping and yeah, it's annoying to see the Kardashians. Actually, I don't give a fuck. They're hot. You could say it's <laughs> annoying to see the Kardashians in an Iron Maiden shirt. But it's like, at the same time, th some people are gonna, like, get into stuff because they, they played the Ramones in that kids' the movie. Thing, the thing that bothers me is, is, like, what Sean put, like, the leather jackets with the punk names spelled differently. 
Yeah, no, my, that's minor the, that, minor I, the that rat. That pisses me my, off. Well, and on top of that, the well, band. Wait, but Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna all, played, You can't even call that band a sellout. They're just flat out getting ripped off. Rihanna, <laughs> Rihanna played fucking Giant Stadium at the Meadowlands with Here's Eminem with our T-shirt yep. on as a dress. Yeah, she had a fishnet like thing over top. Where of the it. hell did she get that? Thrift at, store. So at a thrift store. <laughs> we talked to her stylist. Google it right now. It'll come right up. It's a little blurry. It'll come right up. Google it. And and, and oh, no, I've seen them. Though. I've seen them. We've been talking play, for play, over play, 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> play a song. It was funny. We we paused for a second. And I went. I I went. We're just gonna talk about the show and get right to a track. <laughs> we went on like three rants. But it's good content. It's good content. We're getting back to what you guys uh, requested. And now I did have two queued up. What were the two? Okay, now this video just got published two months ago. It's only got 134 plays. I have watched it. It's some good quality, some good sound. So go over to YouTube, give it a like, give it some plays. Uh, the band is Sirens in the Suburbs. Our uh, friend Derek uh, suggested it. And uh, this track is called Hate Seed. Now uh, you can find a good video for this on YouTube. So uh, go check it out. Here's Sirens in the Suburbs. Playing from Andrew's S22 Ultra.
right, that was Sirens in the Suburbs. Like I said, they got a video up on YouTube for Hate Seed. Go check it out. Our friend Derek, who uh, I know from Admit Nothing, playing drums a couple years ago towards the uh, latter end of the band before Ron Kuhn died. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Steve. But uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. I was just talking about Admit Nothing for some reason. Why was I talking about Admit Nothing? Because you just played that band. From Derek. No, I didn't play it. Yeah, but Derek played drums in Admit Nothing. Boom. Got it. Okay. okay. I'm stoner. I am a stoner, yeah. but uh, we were talking real quick, and we were continuing our conversation with like these pop punk bands. And then I was—I do want to say though, right? Like, and like I loved Blink 182, and like I remember like my first band. Like I was always kind of good. Like I, I when I got to a school, so fifth grade, you were only in a school with fifth graders. It was the oh, it was called Central Five. You were the only grade. But once you had sixth grade, you were sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And I had an electric bass, and I could play. And I was instantly in a band with eighth graders, like doing garage things, played right. a couple talent shows. You know what I mean? And like. So I was hearing Less Than Jake, and like I did have Dude Ranch when it was new. It wasn't like Blink-182 got big and I went back and got these albums. Like Dude Ranch was a nude album when I got it. Right. And I'm sorry, like Damn It and Josie, those were kick-ass songs. That being said, my kids, like they watch those music videos, but even they know, and they love it, they, they think it's awesome, but I'm like, they understand that this is commercial. They understand, right. even, at least Ava, I don't know about Sheena, but right. Ava's older. Like, she understands There's even, you can, she can, you can already, same thing, like, if you see the pictures, it was so great hearing Liz, who, like, you know, went to high school with you and me, she was flipping out when I brought Ava and Sheena to the show. It wasn't their first show, but, like, they were, they were there, and uh, it, they were hardcore in the shit. It was perfect. It wasn't too packed, but there was a nice little crowd, and they were just all about, I would stand as close to the pit with my arm out and they would just stand behind me and anytime you'd go to check on them, it was so funny, both Thora and Liz both said it, they'd go to check on them when like something would start out, even though I'd be right there. Right. And they were like, and there'd be Avo whipping out her camera, getting their videotape I hope. It. I hope Jacob wants to do that when we go see uh, Blanks in it. In oh, he will. Here. He likes Blanks. <laughs> I think it's I mean? actually like the lack of... Newer. But it's real. It's not put like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the same I mean, thing. Think, That's why. I think punk, like I was punk rock is not. They fit in. Liz, Liz just kept saying like they're meant to be here. And Thor, it was like they don't seem like kids at a show. You're right. not they forcing them like, to be there. Like they, they know the music. Like, they like. Oh well, it, it was so funny too because it was Jess and you were you were here for this. Jess in the morning goes completely like against the rule book in front of the kids should we bring the kids to the show tonight and i'm like they're like oh my god let's go let's go i'm like yeah this is a good one for it jess gets decked to the nines we're up here practicing for a couple hours eyeliner hair skirt all that i'm not going i'm too tired i'll keep the girls here with me ava goes I'm not staying here with you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but the both girls were like, we're going, yeah. right? We're going out. She was like, oh, she, Ava just, just stopped. I'm not staying here with you. She was just like, I'm so sorry you have the girls. I'm like, it's really? okay. Yeah. Like, they're because fine. I knew A, you would be yeah, there. But B, I, I knew they'd be fine because they were fine when they were even younger. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? But it is, now they're at, a, it's almost like Disneyland. It's funny. Yeah. At least I have taken them to worlds. But like, it's like, they can appreciate it more. Yes. They're older. They're like older, they when Sheena was younger, like she knows, she remembers seeing Blanks and Crazy and the Brains for her favorite sh for her first show. But 
when she remember, sees remember, yeah. the video, she's like, like you could tell she yeah. doesn't act. She's on my shoulders, yeah. you know what she I mean? She was like four. Yeah, yeah. maybe even younger. She has maybe any memory younger. of it. Because Sheena's pretty much, Sheena's as old as the show. See, but the thing is, is that it has to happen. Which is seven, by the way. To, it has to happen Jacob, organically. Jacob as well, yeah. Like, it Couple has months to, later, yeah. Couple months later, like, yeah. My, 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 brother's ne- my brother's kids, uh, my nephews, they listen to punk rock and stuff, but because they were exposed to it, but they also listen to different shit. Like, my, um, his oldest son listens to, like, death metal. I sat and, here and went on, like, a ten-minute slipknot shit, rant. Like, yeah, exactly. so it's like... I mean, my son listens to, like... Advocating R- for Blink One Eighty Two, rap and shit. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, no, he listen, likes like. And there's gonna be, there's gonna be. Ava hates rap. It's hilarious. You, know, you can't, you can't <laughs> force, you can't force stuff on kids, and they kind, it has to kind of happen organically. But and it's also kind of like what they're exposed to. Kind of like it just makes you know, sense. That's like, their flavor. Like, that's what they're accustomed hate, to. Hate is taught, right? Yes. Like, like a white kid is gonna go up and hug a black kid, yeah. and, and they're gonna be friends or whatever, unless they're taught otherwise. Unless they're taught yeah. otherwise, like don't play with white people, don't mm-hmm. play with black people, like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's similar with punk rock. It's like, well, you grow up with it. Your parents are listening to it in the house, in the car, when they're getting ready. Maybe they're playing in bands. That's maybe that's how so, I so got that, into that's punk kinda, rock. That kind of kind of ties into what Andrew was talking about with bands like Blink One Eighty Two and shit yep, like that, yep. like. If it's the first stuff that you, you hear, hear and that and I was sounds, playing in a band trying you to like, imitate these guys, no, and you like, what I mean? and you like and it, was it. a punk no, band. That, the first punk band I was ever introduced to was The Offspring, and now I I heard and uh, they were even uh, on Epitaph. Bu- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a buddy of mine at the time, I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Played me. Your mom and dad. Early, your early, mom and my, dad weren't listening to the Ramones and the. No, Sex my mom and that. that's what it, that my, my mom and dad. My mom was saying, listening like to like Christian thing. rock. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, my my so I had to find punk it. rock not necessarily on my own, but I was introduced to it the, through the, the mainstream. Through, through the mainstream, exactly. like, and I found the offspring. And then you find the more underground. But when I heard Nevermind the Bullets, I bought it from the mall. So I heard. I heard. Like when I was a kid, the Offspring's album. Americana and Conspiracy Pretty of Fly. One. Those were the first Offspring albums I, was I heard, and I was like, when that came out. It, um, th- those albums are not but what you I loved them. Then. Not what I tied myself to as far as being a fan of their music. Now, necessarily, I do think Conspiracy of One is a very underrated. Album. I listened but then to I that listened Americana to their, album but then listen, endlessly. Listen, but then I listened like, to, but then I listened to their older shit, and I'm like, this is actually what the Offspring, the, the Offspring's. Uh, Earlier stuff is just a lot more raw and he- and, yes. and and Craig talks a lot about the offspring. Yeah, but like, but like you you, so there's there's two different ways into it, right? You kind of like accidentally find it, maybe like. Uh, I like heard when I first heard Smash, that album is fucking fantastic. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but also, I knew Self Esteem because of K Rock. Which right, was the radio, right. but like for example, right? So when I saw Blink One Eighty Two, okay. I had never heard of My Chemical Romance. Their first album wasn't out yet, but they were on tour with them, and they were the opener. And I was like, yo, they put on such a great show because they were so energetic, and they sounded amazing. And I had, I never got into them, heard their Jersey. stuff. I didn't even know that. And see, they used to Rude, Girl Jess, <laughs> Rude Girl Jess, I guess apparently she used to listen to them in high school a little bit. Yeah. So she'll put on the videos, and to be honest, like it'll only be parts. Because then they'll go into this like, ooh, 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 
right, and ruin right, it. Right. But dude, certain parts of these songs are fucking amazing. I think, I think I was, I'm like, holy one shit, this I, is kick-ass. And then they ruin it. You tell yours and I'll tell mine then. No, no, no. One of the things that makes me sad now is that we had that peak, right, where where punk songs were being played on MTV and on on you know commercial the radio beavis and butthead and all era. that stuff and and all but and but it gives exposure like i said to more underground bands because there are going to be the kids who go i kind of like this oh they mentioned the ramones in their ja- like their jacket sleeve or whatever just like who me and sean did yep right and you start to go and you start to research and all that now there are there the kids who are like oh blink 182 that's it blah 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 of course mm-hmm. right of course so of the of the of the 3000 people or the 30000 people if you get a little chunk of those people that start to get into the more underground stuff, yeah, and start to kind of buy exactly. into, buy into that's what exactly we're how that's exactly what but happened now, to me. But now, there's nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing exposing Ava and Sheena and Jacob. Is this woman on my 40. show? Is, it, no, is no, this no, woman no. on my show right now telling commercial. us there's... Oh. Commercial. Are you, are you okay. like on commercial. Top 40? Commercial. Like, okay. Are you on MTV? Commercial. I, yes. I missed yeah. that. Yeah. I, okay. I got what she was I saying. I can exhale yes. now. Yes. No, no, I this was is, very insulted. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying... <laughs> Jesus. So what I'm saying is that there aren't any... There aren't There aren't really any more... Punk mainstream. rock is not... Not just Man, like, on MTV anymore. anymore which, even Green Day, which is Green Day, doesn't even sound like American Idiot Green Day. Right. Like they don't even sound like bad punk rock Green Day. Yeah. They sound like but, something completely so different. So think about it. Like, think about. Think about bands like the Rolling Stones, the Who. You two people hate you two, right? God, but even it's because like, they too. suck. But even like even like a band like Green Day or Blink One Eighty Two, right? They have like. Several albums. They have a catalog of music. I was just gonna say that they can go on tour. If, if you're gonna be Led Zeppelin and have nine trillion albums, right? Yeah. But now you're gonna do that or be ACDC. But now, people. First of all, it bands have one song, maybe, right? Because everyone's attention span is like non-existent, and so there aren't there aren't bands coming up that are that are building a following. It's more like popular. a hit on YouTube and a clever video. Yeah, it's like a, one song and everything is, like even like the rap artists, right? Like you look at like Jay Z and Tupac and Biggie, Run DMC, all those ba- like uh, Salt and Pepper. They all had like a catalog, mm-hmm. right? They used to make albums and put well, they make out. a lot of mixtapes. Well, but, but, but they, they had a lot of recorded. Had, they, they had all, a lot recorded. Though. They also had like a bunch of. So- they weren't one hit wonders. That's what I mean. Now it's all. Well, thirty seconds. You got thirty seconds. That's what I mean. They recorded everything, so they had nine trillion tracks. Song. So Andrew Bedlam, hardworking American, releases one song. Hardworking American. I like it, and then I'm moving on. I'm moving on to to Sean's. And maybe you'll hit heart, and it'll pop up in the algorithm in a couple days. Maybe, maybe. But now it's like one song, and you're done. And there aren't any. Are we? Go ahead. Like like bands, or even like so like even like. Madonna, Michael Jackson, Prince, right? Like pop artists had catalogs of music, right? Like Madonna went from like the 80s shit to the, the Papa Don't Preach shit to La Isla Bonita and, and then she was an actress and all the shit. But like they had a career, like they had a, an abundance of 
material. But also, if you look at a band like Cheap Trick, for instance, it was a different time because Cheap Trick doesn't get big till Budokan, and that's their fourth release. Nowadays, if you're on a major label and you oh, have you're dropped three immediately. Rele- oh, yes. you're done, you're done. it's kind of like being yeah. in the NFL. It's like, wait, it's it's week but eight it's also, and you ain't performing? But it's also... We're going to trade his ass. It's also yeah. like... Bump, it's also like, too much one and done. So we, I feel. We, can we all agree and advocate for the fact that punk should remain underground and the fact that it's Yes, not, but we... It, it should be as flourishing as possible, but, it, but it, underground. Underground. So we're 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 okay with the fact that punk is not being portrayed on MTV with bands like Good Charlotte and uh, Simple Plan and listen, bands listen. like that. Any, any, I would prefer it not to be, but yes. if MTV came to me and said, any Andrew, genre. you could keep Pogo the way it is and we're going to air it, I'd jump on that in a heartbeat. Any now, if they genre, said it was going to change, Any genre but, yeah. of music yeah. has like the pioneers, right? The people who did it. And then the bastardization of it to make right. it more palatable to the public, right? Well, because somebody so wants to come and make money off so it and turn disco, it into a trend. Disco, we don't want that. Right? Yeah. Disco started. But I'm not going to paint myself into a quarter just to avoid that one thing. So, like, right. disco started as, like, underground gay club dance you music. Fucking disco, right? man. But then it turned into <laughs> disco duck, right? And record burning so. and all of that. New wave started as like underground kind of shit. It was a molding of disco and punk rock, but a lot of the record companies were putting the new wave bands together because punk was too harsh. Yes, that's why disco I never got was, into it. Dis- it was disco was, was, was proclaimed it's dead. It's commercialized. Right? And so they kind of combined it into dancey guitar, but we're yes. going to throw a guitar oh, in I realize. right? So record companies bastardize everything. So you have, you know, you had grunge, right? So who came up through grunge? You had Nirvana, you had Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, you had like your Alice in Chains. Yeah, Alice in Chains. Seattle. You know, you had your your core groups that started it. And then you had your I don't know, sponges of the world. Oh, right? I got you, yes. Like um bands uh, like Garbage and Hole and <laughs> Wow, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean you, you kind of but but celebrity like, skin gets played in this house a lot. There's three but girls like, here. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's kind of like they're going to bastardize and try and make money no matter and what. profit off of but anything. But that's my point. So it's like, exactly, we shouldn't pander to that. We shouldn't fall for that. But we shouldn't say, I'm never going to leave my attic because then I'm a sellout. No. Right. No, that's right. ridiculous. And we talked about a bunch about this on the last show. So go back and listen to that. I got a bunch of compliments about the show. Got a, that's why we decided we to do this music? one. We got more music? We got more links What we're going to do, I think we're going to play two more tracks. I have another link. We're going to play the unsubs. We're coming up on the two-hour mark. So let me get the other song I had queued up. Just give me... Oh, God damn it. I lost it. I'll get... God, you goddamn sons of bitches and whores. So, Sean, how was your week, my friend? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it was it was a lot of uh, just kind of hanging around the house. Uh, not even really listening to music and stuff, too. And, and it, that's depressing to me because uh, I didn't get to do... I didn't get to do very much of that. And uh, Jacob was sick last night, and that was shitty. And the kid looked like he hadn't slept in, like, three days last night. Like, he had bloodshot eyes and, like, dark circles under his eyes. And I was like, you look like you haven't slept. Maybe you should go take a nap or something. And he was like, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster that hasn't that I can't get off on. And I was like, playing from Andrew's S22 Ultra. 
<laughs> All right, I think we're up and running. Thank <laughs> you, right, Sean, yeah. for carrying us. So now uh, this next one, I forget who submitted it, but I believe... I'm trying. It's hard to tell, like, what the album name is and what the band name is. So I think the band is What Is Past Is Prologue, and the album is The Fallout. I think The Fallout is the band. Well, it says The Fallout album, so that is oh, the band. I think is The Fallout that? is the band. Like an album by The Fallout. An album by okay. The Fallout. Okay. So th yeah, and it says The Fallout yeah, there, bigger. I think, yeah, okay. I think it's the Fallout yeah. So this is The Fallout. I did sample this track. It's pretty good, but I had never heard of it till today. So uh, The Fallout coming off What Is Past Is Prologue. Here is In The Gutter on Pogo City. What, so our mics were muted, but I'm just going to continue this conversation. Uh, so basically what we're talking about is uh, we were talking about the Warp Tour and it ending, and Sean was saying, you know, Warp Tour ended because these horrible bands like Yellow Card and fucking Fallout Boy were playing, and I said that is true to some extent, but in general, music, record sales, touring, all that took a giant shit, and one of the main reasons of that of the is the internet. But yes. you have to look yes. at that, and it's like, I'm sorry, this is my mindset. I mean, I'm on a podcast, so you shouldn't have to too hard to figure this out. But I'm going to use the tools that are available to me today. I don't go around saying, oi, mate. I would never say oi mate, do you fancy a shag? <laughs> but um Isn't like, that really bad oi, like as well? oi mate, do you wanna go to the pub? Because I'm not British and it's not nineteen seventy-seven. So just like that, even though I have some vinyls and I have a turntable right there, it's really hard to run this show. Half this music isn't pressed, the show wouldn't exist. I'm doing it off the internet. The one side it was not touring, but we sold records all over the country because of this. So when it's like, even though the internet killed it, the internet is still your 
greatest when we when we started the opportunity when we, when we started the pay to play discussion the duality week, right when we yes, started that back discussion in this last let's week, not go back there but no, no we're not realm. going back there but <laughs> yes <laughs> my initial point was there are more tools available yeah. now to promote music and get your music out there than there ever have been. But punks and fight against it. And it's not happening. Yeah, and there, it's, it's not, not cool. Happening. Exactly. Not, yes. exactly, exactly. And that was kind of where I started last week. <laughs> and it was like, there are so many opportunities. And that's what I was saying. Like, you could be in a band with people from four different states. Mm-hmm. Because of Pro Tools and 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 then you and, could go hit up Rats Ass Records and, and get, get some records. Exactly. You talk about it on a podcast, and people are gonna exactly. buy the shit. But instead, everyone's sitting back and bitching on Facebook or Instagram about how there's no shows, there's no bands, and they're getting venues no shut down, or not not getting them shut down, but like not helping them stay open. Exactly. And that was kind of like what you said, like with the tour. Like that that wasn't all that killed it, but it didn't help. So it was like it didn't help. No. In the '90s, you can look at bands like Blink 182 and say, well, they weren't punk and blah 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 blah. But again, you have to look at it from the perspective of the kid in Nebraska who only has access to Blink 182, and maybe through them or reading an interview or something, hears about the Ramones or the Sex Pistols. Now. Of a thousand people in Nebraska that listen in Blink-182, if you get one or two of these kids... That's more. That, that, that's two more kids in exactly. the scene who are going to... And, and that's why I said, like, if you're still in it when you're 25, you're kind of in it for life because... Nebraska's not too far kinda, away from Colorado. You, you get that, those Nebraska kids could then make their way to Punks Unite and... And find even more bands that they exactly. didn't know And then about. they're going to start bands with their friends. And in and the then they're 90s, gonna start, right. And, and then the they're going to start bands when, with their friends. When Green Day took off and Blink-182 and all of that, our shows got bigger. Yes. Were they all Green Day fans? We already said this. Probably. But, like, again, it's it's a trickle. There's a trickle-down effect. Reagan. And I, you try to <laughs> voodoo economics. The first, time, the first time I saw the casualties, I didn't know You don't really know who they who are they or what were. they sound like. I saw they them, were my favorite band. I saw, the first, them, time I I saw them first time. I saw the casualties. I knew of the casualties. I saw them for the first time in 2002 at Warp Tour. But you know who I was not... I wasn't necessarily going there to see any one band in particular. But that's where you found the casualties. Where, that's the where I first saw the casualties. You, you I mean, I, I went there and I saw ba- bands like... Because um, I was with... It, of the people that I went with, I'm still... the I'm pretty much the only one that's became a lifer. Right. I remember As you were talking. Right. But you were the one kid in that group. But you discovered right. it. And but I, I, we, were we were going to see bands. We were going to see bands like right. like the, the bands that were headlining Warp Tour in 2002 were bands like Alkaline Trio right. and right. and uh, uh, Bad Religion exactly. and Gutter exactly. Gutter Mouth yeah. and uh, yeah. It got even worse. Even, Mad Religion and Gutter Mouth's Elise Appetite. No, I get, I get what you're saying, though. But yeah. good, it, it good Charlotte. Yeah, played, terrible. Yeah. Good Charlotte terrible. played Warp Tour in 2002. And I'm going to probably get a lot of shit for saying this. Don't take this. Don't hear what I'm not saying before I tell this show or tell this story. The people I went with were some of them, were, at least one or two of them, were good Charlotte fans. Now, I didn't know shit about good Charlotte except the one dude had, like, spiky hair. And I never heard their music before. And I remember going to see them with these, these, this group of people. And it, yep. their music sucks ass. Oh, I thought he was going to say they were awesome, the way it was going. No, <laughs> no, no. But they're, 
they the 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 band itself knows how to put on a good show. Like they, they got their stage crowd. Yeah. They have a, they had a stage yeah, presence too, and, and they got that. the crowd going and, and everything See, like I that. I kind of feel like that mid two thousands commercialized punk is the new wave of the later generation. It was that watered down, commercialized top 40. It's just that in the 80s, that top 40 was a much more pop sound. And in the mid 2000s, there were things like Creed and Nickelback and Puddle of Mud. So they wanted the youth to have this punk rock thing, but the casualties couldn't understand what they were saying, but they liked their hair and it sold at Hot Topic. So they made pop songs with boy bands with funny hair. United States, funny hair, yeah. The United States is very um, silo oriented, right? So like, say that again. What? It's what? They're very like silo oriented. So like individual units. You're 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 a pop band. You're a rock band. Segregated. You're a metal band. So, you're, a yeah, I got you. you're a punk band. You're a new wave band. Whatever. In in Europe, it's not like that. So like in the seventies, right? The Sex Pistols were charting on the British charts, right? Right. The Stranglers were charting. X-ray specs was charting. They had religion was charting in Germany. Exploited were charting. They had their biggest following the, was Germany in the 70s and 80s, right? The, the, the not in America. Were not in, in America in because we don't do it that way. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, no, you can't. Well, what what is? And because you play. In, this is there, exactly what his book said. And and in 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 Europe, in England, in Germany, where, wherever, particularly in England, right? Because that's kind of where like 77 punk started and all that, and the Clash and all that. They play the like, Ramones. If you well, so it, it the Ramones were never big here. They were never got big it, in America, it. right? They just weren't. Oh, you said seventy-seven punk started with the Clash. I just I in couldn't England, let that slip. In England, I'm talking about England. I'm breaking your balls. So they, I'll break your balls Busting right now. Busting them I'll ovaries. Them. I'll break them. So, but so if in England, if you go to a, a festival at Wembley Stadium, holds I don't know a hundred thousand people. The Clash could play there, right? You're gonna see the Clash, the Stranglers, um, uh, Celine Dion, Garth Brooks, um, uh, Taylor that's Swift. That's exactly what he was saying. They were ending and up like, on like metal tours. And yeah, and and that's what you're festivals, like. metal festivals. That is, that's what England is like. And so you had bands like the Stranglers in '78, '77, '78, breaking top ten with like No More Heroes. And you're like, what? They're so much more open-minded. Same thing. Things like that you haven't fallen in love and stuff like that. Yeah, they they the did. Buzz cut, they, they didn't chart it number one, but they charted, they charted. like yeah, I'm kind of hot. Radio BBC, and they were on top of the pops. The exploited was on top of the pops. The damn the UK subs. It's funny. There's a joke. Keep on running. The UK subs were on top of the fucking pops. There's a joke. They said that like the exploited that that Dead Cities came out and then they sold all these records and then and it was like the the best like underground album and then they played Top of the Pops, and everyone was like, they played Top of the Pops? I'm not buying that shit. And right. they said they were the only band who played Top of the Pops, and their album sales went down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like in, in England and in Europe, it, it, it's, it was like that, and it's still kind of like that. The problem now is though... Well, they're a lot more artsy in general. They're a lot more like... They're just open-minded. Yeah, they're more open-minded in, in general. In some aspects. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they, when, when, when they said, you're a dirty old man on the Sex Pistols interview... It well, was no, like, listen, listen. you know, you dirty old sunka. Listen, an Englishman. You're a cunt. An Englishman. Like, oh even my like, God! Even like if you talk to someone from GBH and they, they want to insult you, they're like, 
You're a saucy cunt, aren't you? And it still sounds like so polite. <laughs> Whereas Americans are like, you dirty fucking whore. And we're like, we're like, oh, I'm gonna kick your ass, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but in America it was never like that, right? And so in the '90s, all of a sudden, punk bands were being played on the radio, which never had really happened, right? It was like, it was, it was disco, like, it was classic rock, and it was and new wave, yeah. right? So you could hear Gary Newman. And you can hear Rock the Casbah by the I Clash. Hated that damn song. But you didn't you didn't hear White Riot yeah, exactly. or White that Man and Hammersmith. Like you didn't right. hear those kind of songs, right? You heard Lost you heard, in the Supermarket and you didn't even hear Shoot that. me in the face. That, that, that song's god awful. Right? Oh, you that like, song makes me want to kill myself. Should I stay or should I go? Right? I love yeah. the Clash, but some of those songs and, I could light and, on fire. So like like here in the nineties was kind of like our England seventies. Right, because all the punk bands were in England. Way so lamer. They were well, but they were like they were pretty big over there, and that's why they were getting all this, all the. No, I meant our music of the time period of being Green Day. That was way lamer. Oh yeah, I mean, but, on, was much but truth but, be told, though, but that's like, kind of like my take. on We sit thing. here and we talk shit, but it's like that being said, like when I, when we back then Green Day wasn't playing what they're playing now. I listened to Dookie till it was like broken. I'm sorry, like I understand Blink 182 did that terrible "I Miss You" shit, but that's not what Josie sounds like. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right. Like so, and also like I'm pretty sure your band would get a two one paragraph mention in a magazine that would have. Have Tim and Lars on the cover. Yes. That would have Billy yes. Joe on the cover. Absolutely. But on page 65, there'd yeah, be where blanks a for a fucking quarter. Yeah. Exactly. And and I would get magazines stuff or like even that. Even advertisement for our show. And why is that bad? It's not why bad. Why is it's that bad. bad? It's not bad. I was listening, and this was my good point with Greg uh, Graf in, in the Bad Religion thing. He's talking about kind of what we've been talking about, like punks being afraid of success because then they're sellouts. He's like, if I didn't, if I didn't want people to appreciate this, I wouldn't be performing. He was talking about how he was so different from Fugazi and like how they were clearly like trying to get their point across and it didn't matter. And he was like, no, I'm playing because I want people to hear it. And that's my whole thing. I didn't sit up here and set this shit up for an hour and like, so you that know, four people would hear it. Like, the same four people yes, over and over. I didn't. I didn't go through all that headache with United Records. Like, no. When, I want people to hear this. I want people to hear the them. You know when, what's. You know, you know what's really funny and kind of. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the word is ironic, but like, my buddy John. He's he's always getting me to trying to get me to start a band with him, and like, he's he comes up with all these crazy ideas. Like, we should name our band, the Precums, and we should. We should. Uh, uh, dress all preppy, and then we should go on stage and talk about how much we hate everybody in the stage and fuck you and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, well, I, I tried that. Totally they don't like that. Doesn't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can tell you this much. I can tell you this much. When when Blank started in ninety ninety one, it was the New York scene was all crust. It, it was bands like Nausea, Jesus Crust, all of that. There was a band. It was us. It was a band called the Radix. Who uh, later went on to form Elias Stitches? I was gonna say, isn't that? Yeah, and uh, um, there was a band called the Deviators, and the Casualties were starting. That was it, and we played. There was there weren't a lot of places to play, for us, uh, because then then it became bigger, and then there were more places to play. But 
For bands like us, we played at the ABC No Rio. And we played, we played a show at Nausea. Yeah. And, and they loved us. They lo- we, we were friends with, with, with Roy and... and, and uh, but what uh, about their fans? Their fans, I've never been more uncomfortable at a show. I, was, I, I looked at Mike at one point and I went, they're going to fucking, they're going to they're gonna hurt us. Like these, these squatter kids are going to hurt us. Because we were rock star sellouts. Because of the style of music we played. Yeah, yeah it's just not even. Not just even. in general, just because of the style of your sound of music. Yes. Well, because they're listening to like that squatter fucking no. <laughs> monster yeah. vocals and all that. Yeah. And, and polit- very political. And we were right. a party band. We were a 77 party band. And we played. Which was all I wanted to hear. And we played. And we were <laughs> like, I was like, this band sounds like they're having a party on every track. Yep. Perfect. Our shows, we wanted to have a party, and we wanted it to be fun. I typed in the unseen it. twice while trying to type in unsub. So, <laughs> so my attitude was these bands, these, these crusty squat bands, right? I'm like, you're not changing a fucking thing. You're singing to the same 20 people every weekend. Like, what are you changing? But that's all it's about. And, like, Not feed me, your dude. dog. That's Can you please that. feed your fucking dog? <laughs> like, just feed your dog. Yes, yes. And they never had money to pay to get into shows, but they always had beer. Oh, and always money for cocaine. <laughs> that's also it. It's like, you can bitch that the 7-inch is $10, but you give me $300 for an 8-ball without batting a fucking uh, absolutely. eye. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so our attitude was always like, well, fuck you. We're going to play what we want to play, because I think that's more punk than anything. And you continue to sing to the same 20 people and talk about how abortion is wrong or, or whatever, or, or like you're, like, uh, not, not abortion is wrong, like uh, uh, pro, pro-choice and all that. And Just political. Political. Anti-flag. Anti, yeah. Like, <laughs> but you're going to keep preaching it to the same 20 people in the same place. It's echo chambers of the internet today, but it's, it's before like, that. It's it was like an echo chamber well, of Twitter before yes. Twitter. If you really want to yeah, initiate change, you have to appeal echo, to more people. Yes. Echo, I saw somebody post something about that exact echo chamber thing uh, recently. It was basically like, if you want to be uh, validated in some way, shape, or form on Facebook... All you have to do is go through your friends list and delete anybody that disagrees with you. Yes. And then you can just say whatever you want and everyone will be like, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And it's so bad for your brain and I hear so many people recommend that. And they're like, I'm so much happier. I don't need the stress. And it's like, guys, no, you don't realize what you're doing psychologically to yourself. You're shutting everything off you don't like. And then basically what you're doing, you're turning, of whatever you're thinking, and you're turning into right a person who thinks they're basically hearing from God. Yeah. When you're a, a religious person who thinks you're hearing from God, you're never wrong. And when you're one of these fart sniffers on the internet who only hears other fart sniffers and only sits with other fart sniffers, like, you then think, you then, that fart sniffer is the God, and there is, you are now militant, and you are now a Nazi. Not a Nazi in the truest form. You are a fascist. There you go. You are a fascist. It becomes becomes a matter of whose opinion are you changing? What exactly are They're you not, affecting? They just want affirma- because, self-affirmation. Because agree, they want to hear, yes, you are both, right. That's exactly what agree, I'm talking about, validation. Us, so the three of us agree, blue's the best color. Yes. And so blue's I'm going to keep best. talking about blue being the best color. And and both of fuck you, red. You did two. you hear what red did? Fuck did red. Did you hit red? They groom children. Red, red groom children. I'm only, children. I'm only <laughs> saying fuck red to you two. 
Hey, I like red. To you two, because, because oh, get him the fuck out of here. He likes red. He groups children. Because you're not, you're not, you're not sellouts. You come to see me, and I, I play one type of music, and that's it. And we're gonna talk about how how awesome blue, the the color blue is. Okay, great. Well, what about the people who like purple or yeah. orange? Well, they're not hearing our opinion about blue, and why blue might be great, and why right. they maybe should take some portions of blue and incorporate into their lives, right? right? Because I'm only singing it to you to to you and Andrew. Let's kill right. everyone who doesn't like blue. <laughs> this is what I'm hearing. Right? But that's how it turns into. That's what it turns that's into. What it turns but into. we and that, are And that, my friends, is called fascism. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just an but, FYI. So we have been on here for Woo! 10 minutes and 20 minutes. We have played plenty of tracks. I'm sure you have never heard lots of them. We would really appreciate it if you're in a band that we played or if you suggested a song or if you're just listening to us, hit share, talk about what we're doing, say we're playing bands that you're not going to find other places. You know, that's the best thing you can do Spread to support the, word. the Spread show. Spread the word. Share it and say what we're doing. And tell your friends. Say what we're doing. Tell your friends to share their music with us and we'll play And we'll play it. Yeah, we're going to do more of these. We'll I got more it. tracks. We'll play it. So what we did is I made through a bunch of people who sent actual links. There's about 12,000 people who suggested bands and we'd have to go find links. I'm probably not going to do that. Send the so links. So we'll, we'll find more. And also we will. I don't know if it'll be the next episode, but we're definitely going to play more of a uh, we're a well-known band but we're underrated like you know what i mean like yes. the antidotes what damage case would have fit better in the you know addicts. what i mean stuff like that that people suggested but this one we were kind of going for more of the demo tape realm and uh yeah they're really, we're they're really just looking for more bands to induct into their hall of fame that's not the blank <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna make a category in the hall of nope, fame nope, that's like nope, bands nope. that begin with the letter b and have nope. a number and i'm gonna put in <laughs> blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish you guys could see the look that I'm giving Andrew right now. I wish you could see it. Or just bands that start with the letter B and just and have a number. Just go buck wild with it. Just buck cherry and blind melon and blind melon and and blind melon and blind melon. The B fifty twos. I love B fifty twos. Yeah, go ahead. Keep on. Keep, keep, keep it up. Keep on. Keep it on. But go share. I'm um, charging you, motherfuckers, double at every blind show from now. Speaking of blank shows, matinee one coming up for all you locals. July 9th. A lot of us bringing the kids. July 9th, next door to the Sherman Theater. It's should I have Sherman Jacob showcase. wear his? Should I teach Jacob not to wear his shirt for the band he's going to see to the show? You should. That's a lesson. That's a. I feel like that's a fatherly lesson. lesson. But uh, yeah. So what's the date again? July 9th, Sunday, July 9th. All ages, what is it, 2 p.m.? It's like 2 or 3 p.m., yep. So definitely come. Get or is it two There's still some tickets left. It's, it's, it's a tiny, yes, tiny Yes, it's room. not at all the other room. Like, it's it's like, teeny I don't know, like we're talking maybe 100. People. Yeah, yeah that's like 100 like, capacity max. So, and that's including staff, so. Yep. You know so, I mean? so and kids are coming, so. Get, get, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Buy your tickets. I know it's they're not, selling them online. Like I know a couple people that bought them. It's $12. And we're playing with the Misos and the Whiskey Bats and uh, Rubik's Pube or something like yes. that, right? Yes. And, uh, a lot of Chad connections. Chad's nephew, Chad, Chad's yeah, it's new all about band. Chad. This is a Chad show. Oh, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to play the unsubs, and then we're going to get out of here with the Misos. We'll play them, too. There we go. And uh, so the unsubs is Joe. We were talking about him being a part of the Spiky Tops. Me, Sean, Renee, and, wait, and Joe wait. getting ready July, to record. July 15th in Boston, the Blanks are playing with the Unseen. unseen. In, in case you haven't heard. In case you haven't heard. Tickets are still available. 
because it got moved to the bigger room. That's good. So buy tickets. Hurry up. Yes. Do it. You yes. won't be. You won't be. You also, won't be death before dishonor. Kind of a bu yes. Boston Punks Unite bringing uh, Violent Society and Blanks to yeah. them. But yeah, Spiky to Top's getting ready to record. I think we got six songs we're trying to track. We got six, six, six of them that It'll haven't be been recorded. a long day, Sean. Yep. And, oh, uh, boy. So uh, yeah, we'll try and get those out. And like I said, hopefully I'll be getting these test pressings of the Bedlam Punks. I'm going to do a real limited run of that. We'll find out more. But we got two tracks. But we're pretty much getting out of here. This one coming out of Virginia again. Here's Joe's main band, who has a new seven inch out. This is not off of it. We are going to play the track. I the like seven inches. Seven Playing inches from Andrew's S22 Ultra. Fuck you, yo. fuck out of here that was joe and the unsubs i played a track last week featuring their new singer i highly recommend you find it yourself it's called losers there's a video for it on youtube on joe's 4d kids production also i did get some love for sending out those dvds of pogo in the pit too if you guys got one of those as a surprise in your seven inch that we released uh, you guys can thank Joe for that. And if you guys want to order the record, go to spinmeroundstore.com and you guys can order the one-sided parasitic split. Starting to get, personally, I, I got like 24 copies Where left. can they get like Pogo in the Pit 2? Joe makes that very difficult. I've tried that. Joe, God damn you. That's why, that's why when he, because I said that, and he has his reasons for why it's hard. You got to contact Joe, unsubs. He has his reasons for why it's hard, but that's why he gave me so many, and I decided to pass them out in the manner I did. Oh, he's so, got reasons why but, it's hard. But see, that's punk rock right there. That You're not going to tell me he's in it for the money. We're li literally just giving away product. Yeah, no, 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 like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, Full no, no. color covers, real DVDs. I just wanted to give him just, like a, a shout out with a link or something, but yeah, no, impossible. he doesn't even have one because God yeah, damn it, uh -huh. his name on on uh, Facebook is uh, Joseph, Joseph Martian. Martian. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, so spelled like go, Martin, you know. Go hit him up. Send him messages. Oh, it's Martian. Give it. Oh, oh, 
Sean's ass is always. You remember that time when you were burping up fish and I was. Oh my god! Yeah, that was. He cleared the room with a fart once. He cleaned. He cleared out the whole attic. Renee, you've been blowing up all night, but we getting the fuck out of here. The Misos are playing at that show with Renee. Yeah, July 9th. Yes, they are. Chad's doing double duty. Yes, there he is. We now said duty. <laughs> Duty. Okay, now they do. I don't think they have a new release, but I think this is still with a different drummer. Because Chad, Chad's Chad getting and ready Chad's to record. Recording with them like next week. Okay, so this I think this is possibly the last song with the last drummer, but it's their newest release on the internet. This is the Misos. You can find this release as well as a few others on Spotify. M E S O S. Go check them out. Sharing a blind, uh, drummer with blanks now. Playing at that show at the showcase. Please hit share, guys. Hope you liked it. I'm Andrew Bedlam. Four dollars. Sean, Renee, waste it. We get in the fuck Hard out of here. Hardworking American. See you guys later. Here's the Miso Smack Daddy. <laughs>
Listen, funny story. So this is an encore. Okay, so real quick, let me spit this out. But um, so not going to tell you how we got here. But back in the day, we're talking about like hair care, like Spike and Mohawks. And the casualties website, it used to be thecasualties.net. Now, FYI, the casualties don't use Knox gelatin in their hair, right? Okay. But a lot of people know that's a way to spike up mohawks. Who the fuck in marketing or like promotions or whatever at Knox Gelatin knew enough about this? Because if you accidentally went to thecasualties.com instead of thecasualties.net, a thing popped up on your screen that said, the casualties use Knox Gelatin in their hair. Click here to buy some, and it would forward you to the actual Knox Gelatin site. <laughs> how, what kind of promotion? How many? How the fuck do they know this, first of all? Not only do they know people are putting this shit in their hair, they know the casualties allegedly use it, don't even actually use it, and then get a false domain name that's like a typo that a lot of people are going to do by accident. A and punk then it's rocker, say, a punk rocker worked at Knox. Apparently. And it's the same thing like when you Because that like, is deep. How many people actually hear, like, ended up there? When like, you hear like the buzzcocks in a car commercial yeah. or something like whoever is in advertising at, you know, whatever, BMW was a punk. Yeah. And mm -hmm. knows who the buzzcocks are. And that's why I was saying like you got to kind of infiltrate from within, right? Like you got to. You know, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny you bring stuff like that up because uh, recently I watched uh with with my son, I watched the Adams Family two, not like the uh, the Thanksgiving the, one. The no no not the not the old nineties ones, the new animated ones. Do you know what I'm talking they came about? Out with the second one. They came out with oh, the second one. Oh, go watch that shit. Yeah, go watch it. And there is like, I'm pretty sure I can't remember the soundtrack, but like social distortion yeah, is in the there, and too. like. Uh, I forget who else, but like you know what else has a good soundtrack. Not yeah, that I'm a huge family. Social Distortion fan, but like still, it's cool. Like it's yeah, there, and, and there were others. The there were other songs in there too that like I was like, holy you shit! Expect to hear y exactly kind of like Wednesday Adams dancing to Goo Goo Muck. That right? was like, Jenna Ortega's idea. That's her favorite band. But like it's like it, 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 what did that do for the cramps? The cramps are like oh absolutely. There's little there's little kids running around like dancing to Goo Goo Muck and like, shit. You know? My kids, we have cramps posters but that's what's cool it's like my kids knew right away they were like that's the cramps they were the one who saw the hat i'm wearing right now at the store they were like daddy cramps hat and it's it's funny too because like when we were speaking earlier we're gonna get out of here but when we were speaking earlier about the kids being natural with it but it's also just like you know my parents were giants fans i'm a giants fan you know what i mean my parents didn't get me into underground punk but they were listening to the ramones and the clash exactly. and the sex pistols and then you did more research yes, and you exactly. got into and shot. literally one i hardcore attribute a huge part of pogo city because i was talking about the origins of pogo a little bit last week a huge part of it though really especially like the dj aspect thinking of songs off the fly is my mom because my mom in the 80s and 90s was an aerobics instructor and back then you didn't have these tapes with this like overdone bass and boom, boom, boom. so my mom would make and she taught classes several times a day and she needed different tapes so i would go home at night and she had a shit ton of lps and i would take all her lps and i would play whatever she would write out a list and i would record the tracks in order down to a tape and then she would use 
use it for work. So I found a bunch of bands, you know what I mean? And like, that was how I loved Moni Moni, like the Billy Idol version. Yep. That was how I found yep. that, you know what I mean? And uh, so then- You can do some squat thrusts to Moni Moni. Oh yeah, for sure. That's an aerobic <laughs> song all day, especially the Billy Idol version. Now, did you go to the aerobics class? And oh, all the time. And do the, oh, the all the time. Yeah. All the time. I'd be back there. Uh, no joke. I would purr. sometimes escape out of the nursery and you can ask my mother, I got a hold of the mic quite a few times, and I'd start being like, that's my mommy on the floor, go to Gina's aerobics. And like, it was just all like I was a ham. And I definitely would flirt with all the women. I was always a ladies man, and they thought I was adorable. I would always, all the, uh, they had hot tubs, it was always, no problems for Andrew. Unique physique, Lyndon. Go. Lyndon, unique physique. But uh, yes, we are gonna get out of here with terroristic threat. Now Marco is from Texas. He listens to the show a bunch. He didn't suggest anything. I don't know if you didn't see the post, but as we were getting out of here, I was like, I feel like I gotta, I gotta play somebody else. And I was like, oh, Marco's like a great listener. You know what I mean? We don't play Hi, him Marco. enough. He doesn't, they don't have a lot of songs. He sent me this like, uh, this isn't even on like Spotify or anything. This is like an MB3. You can try and find their stuff. He spells the name a little funky. They're called Terroristic Threat. The way it's spelled is T-E-R-R-O-R-I-S-T-I-K, Threat. So see if, what you could find with that spelling. This track, Hold My Beer, I actually have an MP3 out. Uh, he's been listening to the show for a while. We got to hang out with him a bunch in Atlanta. So shout out to him and the band. This track's Hold My Beer, and we're really leaving here now. Please share the show. Hope you enjoyed it. This show is, this song is fucking kick-ass, and it's a great one to close it with. You guys got anything to say? We out? I got a PA. Hurry up. I'm good. We're good. All right, hit the mutes. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading. Please share. Here's Terry. Okay, yeah, I gotta, gotta, gotta do some stuff. Continue to website. Okay, here's Terroristic Threat.
party's over. <laughs> 